Hello friends, my name is James Hawkins Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawkins Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful, fantastic episode of the Parley Vu podcast. We're back after our week off to gather ourselves from the <laughs> end of football season, recalibrate, get ready to go. And we are going to be bringing you podcasts all through the off season while covering other sports as well. And I got to be honest with you, we're going to hit like all across the leagues of the other sports, but the basketball is going to be a lot of Knicks, right? Yeah, well, I'm, Basque- I, I, yeah, I can keep up with every team. I'm no, I can keep up well with every versed. team too, but I definitely like. I we'll get to it in the later part, but I haven't missed it. I one Nick game I've missed since the Super Bowl. No, I'm not watching the Knicks. I'm watching other teams. I watch the Knicks a lot. Knicks are disgraced. And then baseball, obviously, you got the whole league, but probably a little bit more Mets Yankees going on, and then hockey, whatever Jack feels like bringing to us. And luckily, MMA doesn't have any state allegiances, so we'll be all over the map with the UFC bullshit. I guess we could talk about Jake later, too. Brian, you watched the fight, right? I did not. I, I watched the fight. You watched the fight. Yeah. I knew one of you watched the fight. Yeah. Wonderful. So let's uh, let's get right into some of the latest NFL early offseason nonsense that's gone on. Leonard Fournette cut today. They're going to save what? Seven million? What's funny is like a month ago, Jason Light was like, no, yeah, we definitely still believe he's got tons in the tank. Yeah, not at $7 million. <laughs> Elliot's supposed to be cut. Elliot's expected to be cut. I do think it's wild that they're saying Elliot has like nothing left. In he the doesn't tank. have anything left in the tank. I, have you watched the Cowboys? In the I agree. I have, but I just feel like there's a lot of reports saying, oh, he's going to, he deserves like only the league minimum. He's not going to get the league minimum. Like, it just, someone's going to pay him regardless of. I don't know, man. Not, if you're looking at the tape, I don't tape, know if they dude, will, dude. He looks broken. Yeah, I mean, remember when Todd Gurley you fell think off? Someone's gonna give him the minimum, though. Todd Gurley got I the think, minimum. I think someone might. I don't yeah, think anyone will give him anything. Gurley was, bro. Crazy. He's <sighs> the fall from grace from Gurley was much more drastic than it's been for. That's how it, dude, a lot it of looks like he's running down. with his hazards on. Yeah, but Gurley was only like. What, 25 when that happened? His knees gave no, out. No, he though. was older than that. But his knees gave out. Yeah, he had Zeke problems, just got old. But... Like, Zeke doesn't really have, like, I think I'm Zeke... sure things are bothering him, but, yeah, you know. I was going to say, I think Zeke just needs, like, a year from no football. Come back and fucking heal up and, I don't know, maybe pull a Marshawn Lynch, make a fucking last two years. Yeah, but post. then you're another year older. You're right, another yeah. year slower. He made his money. Oh, no, he definitely he made, made his yeah. money. He got the he bag. He the Cowboys hostage yeah. for five years because of his money. That's what I'm saying. He like, was a no. top three running back for d- three seasons, at least. He's not a Hall of Famer. No. 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 I feel like I needed to say that. I don't know why. I never thought he was in the Nah, world. just because Cowboy fans are wild, dude. We know how the Cowboys fans are. Everyone's great all the time, and we're always good, but we never really make the playoffs. Yeah. I can't wait until Zeke's done, and then someone says, remember Zeke Elliott? I'm like, yeah, I remember that sorry sack of shit. <laughs> I'm okay. I think a big issue, if we're going to stay on the Cowboys for a minute, Pollard broke his fucking leg in yeah. that last game. A player that is banking off his explosiveness. That sucks for him. It's tough, man. It's tough. But I guess we'll see what happens next year. 
Is he in a contract year? Pollard's, yeah. He is, right? So he was about to get a bag, dude. Yeah, he's still going to get I a mean, bag. I mean, he's still going to get yeah. a bag. He broke yeah. his leg. It's not like yeah. a tear or anything yeah. crazy, but it's still, you know, the Cowboys. Play. I saw early, early. Uh, I think that's why we cut Zeke. Are there yeah, any running backs too. in the draft with character issues, dude? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Jack. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like that today. Okay. First of all, that's fine. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Who are you referencing that the cat? Because Zeke. Zeke didn't have character issues. He's in college. kind of a dick. Dude. Michael Not Parsons, in college. Another person with he didn't develop. He, no, he's kind of he, Michael. Did you see the thing about Michael? Hold Bar- on, Michael Bar- hold on, hold on. There's a difference between having character concerns and character issues. And becoming the best of the best and getting arrogant about it. Arrogance is so not a character. Did issue. Des Bryant have character issues? Yeah, Des Bryant had character <laughs> nah, issues. Nah, dude, it's the same what? shit. He no, was arrogant. No. He was arrogant. Nah, and dude. had character issues. Des That's Bryant, how that works. Des Bryant wasn't allowed to go anywhere in public without two, two security guards paid by Jerry Jones. Dude, that's fucking not the same. Why do I you go, get, Why do you do this? I what, so dark why do you go here. this way? Why do you go that way? Character issues, players with character issues. It's the like, it's what they're known for, dude. That's what the Cowboys are known for. Oh, okay. I was all right. Anyway, so America's team, oh, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders, and there was a there was a point in time and the Bengals when it was Bengals. the Bengals. Love yeah. character issues. But anyway, so, like Adam Pacman Jones, he's just good at what he does, or or he or he has character issues. He's just arrogant because he's good, or he has because they're the same shit. You see what I'm saying? Like no, 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 no dude. Being arrogant because you're LeBron James is arrogant because he's good. Steph Curry is arrogant because he. I know we're crossing uh, sports, but yeah, they're arrogant. What Steph about, Curry oh, shoots without looking. Yeah, how many times? Anybody in the room, feel free to Google it. How many times did Steph Curry, LeBron James combine to shoot up a strip club to take back their money that they threw? Google it. Google it if you have to. I don't think I have to Google it. Is it zero? I would say zero. Okay. So, so it's not the same thing, dude. As who, Pac-Man Jones, oh, who did that? Oh, 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 oh. God damn. I got one. Arrogant character issues. Here we go. You keep bringing up people and then forget gonna, who you brought no, up. No, no. He starts proving his point. No. He's going to be like Kareem Ahan. He didn't prove my Alvin point. Kamara. No, he didn't prove my point. He didn't prove his point. You Henry Ruggs. He, he, he cross-sported the two greatest athletes of basketball and said, are they arrogant? Because oh, they're good. No, I'm just saying. Is Zach Wilson arrogant? I'd say. Or yeah. does he have character issues? Because to me, he's got borderline character issues. Really? I think he's arrogant. I think he's I just think a little arrogant. He's oblivious to the situation that he's hurting the team. That's not a character issue, though. He's just a That's a talent idiot. issue. No. Yes. I think the way he responds to the way he was responding to, like, nah. Like, the like, perfect example. Like, you think it was your well, fault? That, no. That That's what I'm saying. He's just weighing over his head immediately. Well, oh, you see what I'm saying? You can't just you can't just give it to him that he's weighing over his character head. Character issues are something as defined as a flaw in like the way a certain person like their behavior. Yeah, I wasn't answering a question in an interview. No, I think general see, like like let me like, like here's a guy. Now this is where here's I'm pulling. Right, here's a guy where I'm pulling out of your bag here, where we're going to the dark dark end of the spectrum. But a guy coming out of college who had character issues who fell to the fourth round of the draft because of his character issues is Aaron Hernandez. That was the dark turn. That's what I was going to say. We could could always go there. So you're comparing with Zach Wilson's interview questions to Aaron Hernandez's character issues. No. See, now that's what you're doing. No, no, no. That's what you guys are fucking. I'm telling you the way that you looked at the argument I just made at you. That's the same way as you just looked at what I said to you. Just the roles are reversed. 
I mean, you see, we're saying that we're saying Aaron Hernandez has character issues, right? Yes. I yeah. yeah. I'm I mean, had what I'm saying to you is, do Rip you feel peace. that the way Wilson answers his interview questions is the same? As Hernandez's character issues coming out of the draft. See, that's a good because, rebuttal, and I appreciate that rebuttal. Yeah, dude, that's how this I, works. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And from from a law standpoint, from a from a from from on paper, I would say yeah. But from a grew up in a house with a cop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah, but you know, yeah, but right, even so, it, like, everything's a spectrum. First of all, okay, I just oh, everything is a spectrum. So you land on the spectrum of character issues. Some people. Oh, well, Aaron, okay, so here's the spectrum. And one side of it is Aaron Hernandez. Okay. And then you work backwards. Maybe the other side is Zach Wilson, but he's still got character issues. Because any fucking pro athlete that had a game of where you were pathetic in, and it was a talent issue, and they say, uh, you think you could have done more to help your team? And he's just like, no. That, to me, means that you really don't understand the concept, and you're not talented. So you have a char- there's a character issue there. Instead of saying, Instead of saying, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I got to be better. Or a team that wants to play for you, right? You know, teammates that want to play for right. you. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe I'm misdefining. Maybe I'm misgendering the character issue. Jesus Dude, Christ. you're just hitting it all. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I think they're all character issues. You think? All right, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. It sounds. It sounds All right, let's like move on because this really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Enough on the Dallas Cowboys and their whole fucking. We're not even there, dude. Miles Sanders, <laughs> the Eagles set out. to be released, about to be on the New York Giants when Saquon Barkley. Leaves. I heard Denver Broncos, which I, I was hate. just. I'm just talking shit, which I hate. But why? They have Javante. That's why I hate it. But why? Why pay Miles Sanders? I don't know. That's what I, that's Javante, what I read. Though. That's what I read on Bleacher Report. I hate no, it. I don't think so. I hope not. Because I have Javante. Who's, and, who's the new coach of the Denver Broncos? Sean Payton. Has there ever not been a two-man punch? Yeah, that's a good point. Even when Alvin yeah, Kamara peak of his powers. Mark Ingram. There was always Mark Ingram. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Broncos. Who's behind Javante right now? It was Melvin Gordon, and then he got He's caught. And, um, Is he Mike Boone? He won a title. It was Mike Boone, and who was the other idiot? Lat Murray. Latavius Murray. Lat Murray, yeah. All right, so maybe Miles Marlon Mack. You're not going to do a one-two punch with fucking Javante. Marlon Mack. Oh, Marlon Mack, yeah. But. Whatever. You, well, I, you took a breath like you were going to say something. No, no. I think yeah, while, while we're on the <laughs> While we're on the running back trend, first of all, after Saquon Barkley leaves, the Cowboys are going to cut Ezekiel Elliott so they could replace him with Saquon. <laughs> Can't wait for I that to happen. I couldn't think of something I would hate more. I'd be, I'd probably be in legitimately angered at that. And imagine he goes to the Cowboys. Any other team. Giants offered him twelve million. He goes, nah. Goes to the Cowboys for thirteen and a half. You think Barkley's now? See, now I'm going to get egregious. You think Barkley's way better than Tony Pollard? Because you're wrong. You're asking me that. You're asking who? I'm asking anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like you, like I would love for them to do that. Pay fucking Saquon all that money. Yeah, but that means that. do you think the Giants would go after Pollard? Then? Maybe I'm saying or Miles Sanders. Like, but if you're signing Miles Sanders for half the money, right. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? If it, like anybody the Giants replace Saquon with, anybody the Giants replace Daniel Jones with, you, we we would, you would seemingly think it'd be for less money, right? I think Jones is going to get tagged. Honestly, I also think I he's going to get tagged. The way this is going because I think it's going to be like chicken, and then at some point the Giants will be like, "Fuck it." Yeah. There you go. Now you tagged. You tag him, and then if anyone's willing to give you two first-round picks for him, you fun. Well, you instantly know he'll be tagged if they get Dexter Lawrence locked up. Yeah, if they can secure that money up, and then if they secure Dexter Lawrence, 
there's no then then the tag is open. You know what I mean? And you know what scares the shit out of me? How you read all the time that n- no teams win Super Bowls with the pay uh, the payroll being, you know, like top ten in the league for a quarterback or a running back besides the Chiefs because obviously Mahomes. But yeah. uh, usually it's like look at the payroll of the Eagles: Miles Sanders, um, Gainswell, and Hurts. Right. Well, with the combined, it was like, well, how much did they pay this year? Four million for all those guys. Yeah, something yeah. like it was like, that. It, ridiculous. Because they're all on, they're all on rookie deals. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They, you you get to the Super. That's how you that's how you do it. Yeah, dude. You don't inf- you just don't inflate everybody and then be like, you know what I mean? It's the same thing as DFS. You play low and then high in other places. Right. So Daniel Jones and and Barkley would take up a large portion of their offense, and they still need wide receivers. Right. So uh, and like a lot, like two wide receivers, probably. Like like here's the thing: if you would you take. Derek Carr, Miles Sanders, and I don't want to say Keenan T. Allen. I don't want to say T. Higgins, but yeah, a a, a number Keenan one. Keenan Allen's expected to be cut. A bona fide number one, right? Yeah. I would take Keenan Allen on the Giants. Or or Barkley, Daniel Jones, and maybe a mid tier. You know, not a not a bona fide number one, but maybe a two. Like maybe like a. Brendan Cooks right now because he's not, you know. What would you rather? I'd rather have that. Give me a whole new squad. Yeah, give me Give me, give me. Let's get those jersey sales up. Give me everybody new. Give me a new fullback. Give me everybody. For sure. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, shut the fuck up, Alistair. Oh, what jersey? I hate, no. I just think he's got four speeds, not five. (laughs) That doesn't mean I hate him, but. I've. I mean, you got to back me up here. We've seen what you've said about Keenan Allen. And- it never changes, though, okay? He's just not fast <laughs> enough, okay? He just has four speeds. He just, well, he doesn't have to be fast. He runs good routes. This yeah, he's a great guy. route runner with four speeds. This guy, five foot eight, <laughs> 20 pounds overweight, <laughs> came straight from his construction job to, <laughs> still on. to sit in a fucking, in my parents' basement. I call just, Keenan Allen not fast enough. Yeah. Dude. No, I agree. He does. He does kind of lack top end speed. He was never a fast guy. <laughs> no, I agree. He He's was really... never a super fast receiver to begin with. But like I've always understood that. You're like I'm gonna bet on Keenan Allen to have 130 receiving yards today. <laughs> no, well, and then what, he ends with 110. Then... It looks like he's jogging. Yeah. So like, I don't understand. Like, pick your fucking feet up, dude. Let's go. Get you got chopping. it. Like, chop, chop. Yeah, dude. dude I don't understand. Now and chop your feet, dude. And then, and then, you know, like you bet on Mike Williams. Now I'm really straight away. You bet on Mike Williams, dude. There's a guy. Here you go. There's a guy. Oh, God. That it, at the end of the second drive, I could tell you if I won my Mike Williams bet or not. Because if he has nothing already, he's not getting it. No or he's got three touchdowns. Or he suns two people. Yeah. He stiff arms one. He's got he's got 180 yards and he's lights out. Or he doesn't catch a fucking pass the whole game. That's 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 Mike that's Mike Williams. But whatever. Who else? Hold um, on here. Hold on here. Washington Commanders owner Daniel Snyder is demanding the NFL and owners in, indemnify him against future legal liability yeah, if he sells the Commanders or he will sue per the Washington Post. Yeah, he's yeah. Wow. This has angered some owners and renewed talk of removing Snyder. He wants indemnification if he sells. One source told the Post, adding that the owners regard the demand as ridiculous and absurd. Snyder is also shutting out Amazon founder Jeff Bezos in the sale process at this point. Wow. 
So that, that I just that just broke on my phone about ten minutes ago. I don't know if it was that old. Umini? Just because that's when I got the notification doesn't mean it. I was read a long news, form but... on it today about kind of how it all started, but that that is definitely new. You know, all this started because apparently they took out like a like a fake loan that wasn't approved for, and then the other owners were like, "What the fuck's going on here?" No, I thought this whole thing really started when they were looking into Gruden. Oh no, looking into him is how they call Gruden. Sorry, right. how yeah, to twist all the it. way around. They started yeah. looking into this because. Daniel Snyder wound up getting a loan approved for himself, but I think it wasn't run by the rest of the team. So then the owners were like, what the fuck is this? Weird shit started happening, and then now it's where it is now, where no one wants... The, the other co-owners don't want him there anymore, but obviously yeah. he's the majority. And we, we've seen what happened, we've seen what happens in the NBA recently when all the owners decide that we don't want this guy around anymore. See Rob Sarver. I mean, see... Uh, Donald Sterling, but obviously that's a whole different situation because yeah. that was way more in the public I think, eye. I mean, it's Bob Sarver's been like the dance nodder of the NBA. Correct well, me if I'm about wrong. To say, the worst Bob Sarver not Snyder. been him. Rob Sarver, basically the Snyder of the NBA for like the last ten years. Yeah, they've been, yeah, yeah. They've been leading the, the worst thing about Snyder is it's just so transparent. Like you come out and you you're like, I'm not gonna sell the team unless I'm embellished of all the findings of the report. So you're blatantly going out there and being like, I did some shit. I'm not going to own up to it, but I'll give you what you want as long as I don't get in trouble. Well, he doesn't want like to go it's, just so transpa- it's, just, it's just transparent. Why couldn't you just sell the team years ago? You would have avoided all of this. While we're, interestingly enough, talking about the commanders, Carson Wentz got cut yesterday. I think it's over for Carson. We'll be looking for his fourth team in four nope. years. I don't. I don't Have think he makes it. Here's here's my thing. I, I don't know. What do you say? Everyone floats in the XFL. Everyone floats in the XFL. Carson Wentz. I totally think that's what's going to happen here. Here's my thing. You really think there's 64 quarterbacks better than him? No. I don't think there's 64 quarterbacks I better think than Carson Wentz. Be willing to sign 64. Especially <laughs> now that I don't know if you guys saw this, they're going to be discussing it at league meetings about adding the third emergency quarterback. I don't know why that's not a thing in the That first will place. be a 47th man, yeah. dressed man who won't won't count obviously against the 46 to prevent a situation like what happened to the Niners last year from happening again. So if that winds up getting passed, now we're talking about 96 not 96, 86, right? 32, 64, 86? 96. 96, I was right the first time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 96 quarterbacks? Now or now there's no way there's 100 quarterbacks that are better than him. <laughs> no shot, dude. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's getting big money. I mean, backup money for quarterbacks is insane. They're saying Mike White could be looking at 8 to $10 million a year. <laughs> So, I don't think he's done. You don't think he's done? No, not in the NFL. I mean, he's done as a starter. Yeah. I mean, for sure. He could go to the XFL and be a star. Probably. I don't know what happened, dude. <laughs> I, dude, do I. I saw Yips, the dude. splits on before and after the hit that blew out his knee. And I, I don't have the numbers memorized. I saw it on Twitter earlier today. But it was like before that hit, 96 touchdowns. I think it was like 96 touchdowns. 32 interceptions, however many yards, whatever. Then after, it was like 54 touchdowns, still 32 interceptions, and the yards and percentage were way down. So I mean, the thing that we kind of feel like we know about Carson Wentz, or at least this is just the way it seems to have went, was that you know he lost his confidence. That's been the book on this guy ever because Foles came in, 
Foles wins the Super Bowl. He, Philly's fine without him. Nothing to do with Carson Wentz. Even though it has everything to do with Carson right. Wentz because he was having an MVP season through 14 games. Mm -hmm. And ever since that day, whenever, you know, I mean, the competent backup comes in, he, he gets pulled. It's not, it's not Foles' fault. No. It's not the coaching's well, fault. It's not the team's fault for winning the Super Bowl. It's Carson Wentz's no, fault and it's for not being able to get back. Especially at this point, it's Carson Wentz's fault. Unless it's a medical issue. We've had issue. two additional cracks at it now with No, yeah, teams. but unless it's a medical issue. Unless he's never felt right since. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could just be that. You know, he could just not feel like he's the same person. Doesn't trust his leg. 100%. And segues are fun today. Eric Bieniemy. Has now left to be the offensive coordinator of Washington. I think we spoke about this last time we got we together. We did. We did. And we went. At, we got after it a little bit about him. Because I disagreed. Content. Well, I mean, that's what I told you guys on the podcast. Yeah. Everyone's been. Well, I just disagreed if I was him. I wouldn't have done it if I was him. But I'm not him. Want to get out of Andy Reid's shadow? Got to do it somehow. So, bringing in the new offensive coordinator, going to be running his new his offense, calling his plays for the most part for the first time. Everything for his future and the future of Ron Rivera and pe everyone that's currently in this regime in Washington is very um, dependent. predicated on dependent on how this offense works with Eric Bieniemy. Mm -hmm. And if he simply doesn't think Carson Wentz is the guy for his offense, you save twenty five million by cutting him. It's a fucking no brainer. Right. If you maybe want to bring him back for something that's like you know. Eight million dollar base pay, you can make up to fifteen with all of these. Yeah, but Taylor Heineke's better. And they want to go Sam Howell anyway. They, they want to give Sam Howell the shot. So I mean, you got options. They got a really draft. good offense besides a quarterback. Yeah, that's... dude, Heineke's a baller. I just, if, I think if they were playing for a playoff spot in that last game, Howell doesn't see the field. Of course not. No way. No way. I think Heineke's a Heineke baller. Heineke or Gardner Minshew. I, I recency bias tells me Heineke because yeah. all we said all year was any quarterback would do just fine in the Eagles system, and Gardner Minshew proved us right for maybe five and a half, six quarters, and then we were like, oh no, Jalen Hurts is a little special, you know, like. <laughs> but Gardner Minshew was very solid in Jacksonville, but I, you know, the recency bias thing has to matter because Heineke came in. He's this great story on Wild Card Weekend. People couldn't even pronounce his name. He came from the USFL, the XFL, whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. He's taking college classes online, living with his sister, right, mm -hmm. or something like that. When he gets the call, you want to come play for Washington, and he said he was. I didn't, he was when I saw him on some might have been bussing over the summer. Yeah, I saw that. Did when he first got the email, he was like, "Oh, I didn't know Washington had an XFL team," and his agent was like, "No, no, no, the, yeah. the Washington Commanders." Like, so he winds up coming in. What's his face gets COVID, right? And then the, there's an injury and a COVID, and then he gets the the start the game in the wild card round against Tom Brady's Bucks that went on to win the Super Bowl. Am I getting all this right? Yeah, Alex so. Smith told him. Oh right, uh, it was Alex Smith, Alex Smith who couldn't, couldn't go. go, and not because of COVID, because of his because of his leg. And he said he came up to him. But like they, a, they brought him in because of the, as the COVID quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he was right? a COVID emergency yeah. backup. And then he said, Alex Smith went up to him and was like, like on a. For, like they said he was going to play, like he was probable Alex Smith or whatever, early early in the week, and he went up to him early in the week and was like, "Yo, I'm just like pull him aside, just let you know I'm definitely not playing. Like I'm not yeah, okay. Pre Prepare to start this. He's game. like, "You're starting," and he was like, "Fuck!" And he's like <laughs> talking on the bus, and he's like, "Is it actually happening?" And he's like, "And then I went out and remember the pylon dive? Yeah, he had like the pylon dive, but he's like that like that like mate. He's like I." 
I felt like that made me. So we lose the game, and then he said the coach came up, the offensive coordinator came up to him on, I think, Commanders, I think, but I could be wrong. But a coach came up to him and, like, grabbed him, and he was like, ah, it's all right, kid, or whatever. And he was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, that performance just bought you three years in the NFL. Yeah. Like, that Easily. one game just yeah. bought you three Easily. years, guaranteed. And he was like, really? And he's like, watch. Like, there's no doubt. And he goes, you know, you, you talk to Brady at the end of the game, Brady goes, Hell of a fucking game, kid. Like he's like, that's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> he's like, I was in the, I was in the USFL, yeah. like, you know what I mean, like. But and I still to this day think uh, I'm pretty spot on with the Ryan Fitzpatrick comparison. Yeah, yeah. I think he's, you know, he's not super talented. Not that he's not super talented. Doesn't have like a crazy arm. Pretty not pretty. super accurate. Not yeah. super fast. Willing to throw every fucking ball. Yeah. Doesn't care. Isn't going to play like a backup. He's going to win you some games. He's going to lose you some games. Carson Wentz's whole thing was supposed to be that he's not going to win or lose you games. You know, coming off of that knee injury, he didn't turn the ball over a lot. And then what happens in Indianapolis? He winds up throwing the playoffs away in the last week. And then not the last week, but or did he get hurt this year? He was he was he, turn, he was playing very clean football for a while, and a little then, while, and then turnovers started to yeah. come back into it. wasn't and, It wasn't long before it was like, oh shit! Oh, Mar- Marcus Mariota got cut. Yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't Mariota even see cut. that. Good yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. But you kind of figured that was going to happen. Shit got weird with them at the end of the year. Remember, he pieced out from the team. Left the team said, "Fuck all this." Snakes yeah. in the grass. Yeah. Kind of knew that was going to. happen. I mean, look, if you're an NFL quarterback and you're all the way from camp. Through how many games did they play before they benched him? The last four weeks. It was the last four weeks of the season. The last two weeks of the season. Two weeks. Desmond Ritter came in. So you've been with this kid since August. I mean, maybe even before that minicamp, whatever. An entire football cycle, basically, an entire one season. You know who you are. You're almost Heisman, Heisman finalist, first, you know, number two overall pick. All these years in the league, you know what you're. You've won games for this team, and then you're like, this guy. We're putting this, this, yeah. you know, I mean, you've seen him play. If, if you've seen a guy all year and you know that you're definitely better than him and you've proven that you're definitely better than him and then some shit like that happens in a contract year, I'm not saying it's a go way to conduct business, but I understand it. Yeah. Especially quarterbacks should have balls. Like, I don't want a quarterback that wants to be everybody's friend. You should be like, I'm the best motherfucker out here. Right. You think Patrick Mahomes goes out there and is like, uh... What's his Chad Henney? He's probably you know he's, he's 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 serviceable. Talent Think Tom Brady, everyone out there, and said, "Oh, my backup is," uh, you know, yeah, if, but if, if he had to go in because we weren't going to make the playoffs, like I would get it. But you also have to remember, like, everything's all good when you're winning. Everyone's all friends. You have to understand though, Atlanta did the right thing. Oh, I agree, with Atlanta. Like, did you know the right what I mean? Thing. Like, I'm not I'm saying just, Mariota doesn't the right I'm just trying to mad. put you in yeah. his shoes. Like you, we don't see practice. We don't see mini camp. We don't see camp. Like we don't. Well, you know, this guy could have been putting balls in the dirt more often than not. Right. I mean, no, I'm not saying that did happen, but yeah, these guys know each other more than anybody else. So backup quarterback market for San Fran is going to be, they're going to have their picking, pick of the litter, for, add a backup quarterback, and then when they ultimately, Jimmy G is going to be gone. They're going to have to make, they're not going to keep both of these guys. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to keep both of these Seems guys. Seems like Chicago's. You like can't say we're, you can't say we're going to rock with, Brock Purdy, and then keep Trey Lance on a on a <laughs> rock with Brock. Yeah. Rock with Brock. You can't say we're gonna rock with Brock and then keep a guy who went three overall and is getting paid top five money. No, on a team that's ready to win now. That you know, and especially when you consider if they decided to trade trade Trey Lance, 
if they're talking about five picks plus for Lamar, you don't think you get two? You know, you get two ones for Trey. Who do you think? Who's in the market for Trey Lance? Right now, no one's in the market for Trey Lance because there isn't a market for Trey Lance. One and two, everybody's available still. I, I think the Titans are the number one opportunity. That's interesting. What for, about Malik Willis though? Malik Willis is garbage, dude. I think I they're. Know, that's what they're I, saying. I think they're. I think they're. Well, that's the thing too. Third round pick. We, you got your time. Like if you're a third round pick, you get on the field. Yeah. Especially he had an extended opportunity there. They yeah, went with Tannehill him. Tannehill got hurt for a bit. Yeah, too. but they went with him after that, yeah, even yeah. though Tannehill well, was they knew bad. Tannehill was gonna. Yeah. So, it's not like a first round pick. I think where Tannehill Zach, gets you cut and winds up in uh, Atlanta. They said today that. Uh, he's like, like it or not, uh, I think they're the GM. Like it or not, uh, Ryan Tannehill is under contract with us, and he's a Titan right now, and he will continue to be a Titan. Oh. But, you know, everyone kind of Yeah, yeah Shaquan and, and Jones at the end of the game were like, we're going to figure it out. And yeah, then dude. we're a month later, and we're like, I won 45 mil. Oh, Anybody in this room know what's happening this week? In terms of what? The NFL. HBC New Year, right? Combine. The New Year doesn't start until March 15th. The Combine starts yeah, this yeah, week. The Combine starts this week. Oh, and the yeah. NFL Combine is what for – Non-players. It's where all the conversations start. Oh, hey, hey, would yeah. this guy be yeah. available? Hey, you know, what do you think about oh, this? You, about you see oh, trades, gotcha. coaches meet, agents go to the combine because they're, you know, they're, they're representing players there, but they also have players in the league that they represent. Like, this is the thing where somebody brought it up. I don't know who it was. And it's somebody, you know, super relevant in the audio game with sports. Lamar represents himself, right? Well, Lamar can't be at the combine to go talk to the teams and be like, hey, look, like this is, you know, like you can't have those same. You can't go out and talk to Joe Douglas or one of his assistants and be like, oh, you know, like, you know, maybe how would you guys feel? What would the not like because agents can kind of have those conversations without it being a tampering issue. Or like the players can't talk to the team technically until March 15th. Yeah. Yeah. But who cares? Right, technically, but yeah, listen, yeah. I think Lamar not having an agent's hurting him. Did you saw he lost like twenty million dollars on a shoe deal for not having an agent? I just saw the headline. No, I don't. The guy of his talent, though, like, you know, it really doesn't well, matter. Dude, they're a hundred million dollars apart, but that's yeah. But if you like, you, like those top, top, top players, if you don't have an agent, I don't think it really matters. When you're like an above average player, that's yeah. when it matters because that's when you're probably losing the money. What do you? What, the Ravens don't want to pay him. He's going to get traded somewhere, and he's going to get top money. It's just you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. He's going to get record. All he has to say is break the record. No, we're not breaking Mahomes, but we'll put yeah. you number two. I want no. Okay. He, he doesn't care about Mahomes. He wants the two hundred and thirty-one million guaranteed. Dude. He wants more guaranteed money. It's not about Mahomes' contract as much as it's about right, the right, right. Yeah. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, he'll get it. But oh, yeah, the, the combine is where these conversations, even about draft picks. Yeah, I guess you're about, right. It's like the winter meetings this, almost with baseball. It's, it's very much like the winter meetings with baseball. This is where all the wheels get greased. Except for, they don't do any combine, just so you know. I don't know if you know that or not. The winter meetings is literally just a hotel in Florida usually or Vegas where they're just like, come on down. And everybody just comes down and hangs out for a week. <laughs> and then you're sitting poolside GM to GM and you're like, huh, let's talk. Though. What do you think about it? And then that's basically what it is. So it's no combine. But same, same concept. Yeah, it makes uh, a lot of sense. Bobby Wagner got released. Yeah, yeah. mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. yeah, I think the Rams are just kind of in there like, all right, let's kind of kind of shed all the people. I'm sure Ramsey's gone too. Yeah, um, they're talking about trading him. I saw some idiot Jets fans like, trade for Jalen Ramsey. I'm like, we, we need a quarterback. Where do you think <laughs> the ball? What do you is think? Is he going to throw the ball? 
Yeah, right. Where do you think all this fuck we had? They're saying uh, three sorry. top fifty Not cornerbacks last year. Why do you fucking need to try to say we need Ramsey? Right. It's ridiculous. Go They're ahead. Saying Falcons for uh, for Ramsey. Why? I heard I Lions because they want to build up. Yeah, but Amon or St. Brown to yeah. work room. Yeah, no, I, I heard Falcons because they want to put him next to um, AJ Terrell. Terrell's yes. sick. Dude. So and that would be a fucking, you know. That Falcons offense is popping if they get a quarterback, and the defense would Terrell. And There's Rams so many be, teams that you like that I feel like I could say that about now. I'm Almost all of them. Question. You know, I'll just look it up. Is Deion Jones still on the Falcons? No, is he he's gone? on. He's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay, I couldn't remember if yes. he's still there or not. Wait, how uh, many teams are one I quarterback don't think away? It's Deion Jones. I think the I'm twenty thinking, of them. I think. I'm I mean, if you're talking uh, about like a top five, no, he's on the Browns now. Deion I was thinking Jones. of the middle linebacker. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you call it? It's not like Miles Jack is on the Steelers now. They have no. No, what do you settle with Jacksonville, who was on Atlanta? Yes. They have no wide receiver help either. They just got rid of Ridley. Yeah. They have Drake London, who I'm not saying is bad. And no, Kyle but they Pitts. Still have Kyle Pitts in there. Yeah. I'm assuming this offense that's coming in is going to be focused around. But what's Kyle his face Pitts. has been very solid for them. Corey Patterson? No, the wide receiver. Uh. Oh, you know who I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. He's been he. Oh, he pops up. Is. Yeah. yeah, he's a free agent though, right? Could be. I thought he was. Yeah, I could be wrong. So the one other thing I I brought this up off air that I wanted to discuss, and then we could go talk about the Jets Giants woes. I mean, you guys kind of talk Giants, but let's yeah. dive deep if you feel the need. Miami Dolphins currently have zero running backs under contract. They only currently have five draft picks total across the entire draft. And they're currently $16 million over the salary cap. So it's going to be interesting to see how we get a running back room three or four deep in Miami. Cheap, cheap. You just want to say draft picks, right? But there's only five draft picks right. and other needs. This right. is the problem that's when you get busted tampering and lose your first round pick. Well, right? Right. You know. And when you make, we want to make all these moves to move up. You want to move, move off of draft picks to go get Tyreek Hill. You want to move off of draft picks to move up to go get Jalen Waddell. You want to move off of draft picks to go get Bradley Chubb and then pay him. You take all these guys on one-year deals that are – who was – didn't they – the only running back they had with the, on a long-term contract, they traded to fucking San Fran, right? What's his name? In the Bradley Chubb deal. Oh, um, uh, Edmonds. Wilson? Oh, I'm sorry. Not to, San, not to San Fran. Broncos. Yeah, Jeff oh, – Will- Chase Edmonds, they did trade to the Broncos. They traded Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. Yeah, that's who and else then is on they the got Broncos Sanf- now. They got Jeff Wilson from San Fran. Oh, so real quick, then maybe Miles Sanders to the Broncos doesn't make sense because now it's Edmonds and Williams, and Edmonds isn't really a scrub. He's halfway yeah, decent. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what happens in Denver this year. But, yeah, I don't know how the Dolphins wind up with uh, – I mean, back. you got to – I guess you <laughs> – do you draft one late because yeah, you, you could always like, get a good one back in the third. You probably draft two if you don't figure something out. I haven't looked at every team's salary cap deal yet. I know we were talking about the Saints, and I got into that. They can make a couple of moves to wind up saving a bunch of money and get under, but they're still not going to have a ton available. And all this shit that the Saints are going to do is what they've been doing for years where they're just, let's kick this can down the road. Yeah. What they do, which is a pretty, it's definitely, like it's built into the contracts. They write their contracts on purpose to be able to give themselves this ability where they'll take your base pay, right? So say... Brian Castiglione is expect your base pay for this season is ten million dollars. We're gonna take eight million of that and make 
turn it into a signing bonus mm -hmm. and spread it out over the remainder of your contract. So what the Saints do, what, there was a big deal with the Taysom Hill contract, but they do it with all of these contracts is they add ghost years to the end. Okay. So when we kick up, when we turn that to a signing bonus and kick it down the road, we're spreading it over those ghost years as well. Gotcha. So now like you're relieving a problem now, but you're, it's like a credit card. Yeah, like it's going to cost you, you're going to save money now, but you're building interest later because that shit's still, that money's still due. It's not going to disappear. Right. You know? So they're basically going to do that with a bunch of players to try. They already cut their or restructured their center. They're going to have to restructure a bunch of people uh, to try to make some shit work. Not even much to restructure, honestly. I mean, no, not much to not much to cut. They got obviously no, they, they can cut no one. They yeah. have to do all of these restructures. Yeah. I looked into it. I'm looking at that. Yeah, yeah. they could restructure uh, Tyreek Hill. That's what they could restrict. No, nah, Alvin Kamara. You mean? No, I'm not talking about the Dolphins. I'm talking about. Talking about oh, I'm Orleans. on the Dolphins right now. Yeah. No, we're talking about the New Orleans, Orleans right now. Yeah. I, was, I was too busy looking up. So Dolphins. <laughs> Yo, dead money is 46 million for Tyreek Hill this year. If man. if Kamara goes to prison, he will probably wind up on the commission commissioner's exempt list, right? Or, Probably, yeah. And I'm pretty sure if you go on that list, they they'll do something. The 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 so league they'll do something about that. It might just pause his contract. I, I I'm not positive what the yeah, what you the, get that cap space back. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'll pause his contract. It'll that's a good chunk. Basically, as if 14 million, I think. Basically, when yeah, they're down, they're negative 66, I think, right now. So 14 million is even if he does go to jail and. I you think know? he's gonna go to jail. That video is tough. It wasn't great. Yeah, it's not a good. And then you're, and then he's in the Uber afterwards bragging about it, like my man. Not as bad as Kareem Hunt, though. No, I know, but like, I mean, just don't talk out loud Ray about Ray's. it. Like, if they cut Taysom Hill, they lose nine million. Yeah, they can't cut Taysom. Oh, There's an out next year. <laughs> There's an out for Taysom Hill next year. He currently, yeah, they It's a dead money charge of nine million if they cut him right, but his. Cap charges thirteen million yep. this season. Yeah, so that's sick, dude. <laughs> and then people were all talking about Sean Payton calling and bringing Taysom Hill, no matter where he went with him. The dead money's the dead money. Yeah. So it's still nine million dollars in dead money. So if you want to go get Taysom Hill from the Saints, it's going to cost you premium draft capital. <laughs> There's no way I'm moving off of a guy. Who is a Swiss Swiss Army knife for us, especially when we're losing our top playmaker probably right. to jail. <laughs> to I'm not gonna take pennies on the fucking dollar for uh, a guy who, albeit not a great quarterback, but a useful player and when used correctly. You think he's useful in he had nine touchdowns last year, wait, seven touchdowns last you see, year. See, now I don't feel like you gave me the chance to finish. Okay. You think he's useful in this Denver Broncos offense upcoming? With Tim Patrick recovering from the ACL, Cortland Sutton, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, uh, Greg uh, Dolchich, right? You still got Albert O, who's still there, even though he didn't have really a good year. You do have Russell Wilson. You do have Javante Williams, although recovering from a knee injury. You still have Chase Edmonds. You really think you need to try to waste draft capital to get a— and you just spent draft capital to get a coach, right? You think you're going to spend more draft capital to go bring in a guy who's a Swiss— no, no. Yes, yeah, Swiss I, Army knife, but you know what I mean. No, I wouldn't do that. But I'm saying these are all the reasons why New Orleans yeah. won't trade him. I've lost faith in football if if but any team goes out and gets Taysom Hill. Here's my th well, Sean Payton's the only reason Taysom Hill is is relevant in the NFL. So that's I'm not why, saying he's not. That's bad. why people I mean, I'm not saying he's not make good, the connection. But, you know what I mean? Like, but the, all those players you just listed, right? 
Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, Marquez Callaway, um, Mark Ingram, right? Who is their tight end? They, there's, there's yeah, less we- than. Yeah, but it's there's, all, still, but, but, but there's still weapons There was on that no team. Michael Thomas. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, shortly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. What tight end is Juwan Johnson? Juwan Johnson, and then they still got the, that second tight end, right? The big white kid. Josh. Uh, it's not Brady, is it? No. No, you know who I'm talking about, right? No, I don't, actually. Cook? I want to say it's like Josh Cook or something like that. I don't know. Irrelevant. I know, I'm pretty sure they had two tight ends. There's a guy who caught a million touchdowns for them. Not this past year. When I say a million, it was really like four, but for a backup tight end, that's a bunch. What else? G-Men. Daniel Jones reportedly seeking $45 million plus per year. I hope someone else gives it to him. Yeah, me too. I don't think he's going to get that. I think, like I said before, I think he's shooting extremely high. I'm just hoping he falls somewhere in 30 to 35. But the report is that they offered him 5190 and he said no. And that's what, 35 a year, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That a little would make, over, right? I think that would make sense. Um, but who else is paying him? That 38. Time? That's 38 million a year. Yeah, who's paying him 38 million a year? I think there's a lot of teams that would kick the can. Like I said, he's not gonna be he's not gonna be anybody's first option. Right. The first three options in this quarterback free agency or not even free agency class, this quarterback offseason. Trading market. Aaron Rodgers until it's not an option. Lamar Jackson until it's not an option. Derek Carr. See, I reversed those. Well, I'm not putting them in order. Oh, okay. I'm just those are the top three. Yeah. And then after that, it's everybody else. So if you wind up Say you're the Panthers. Well, the Panthers is bad, though, because they have, draft they have the draft. Say you're the Jets. Let's just do it this way. Say you're the Jets. and Because this is a team, obviously. Let's that just need- do it the shitty way. Let's say you're the Jets. Say you're the Jets. You fucking sit on your hands waiting out Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr goes and signs a contract elsewhere. Say with the Saints for shits and giggles. Aaron Rodgers decides he's going back to Green Bay to play his last season there. Now you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, like guys who are free agents, not talking about making trades. So now if you miss out on those guys and you're the Jets and you really believe that you're a above average quarterback away and that's the price and you were just willing to pay it, then the Jets, why not make it a call, you know? That would be terrible. If the Jets signed him? Yeah. That'd be <laughs> tough. Wouldn't be a fan? No. I'd rather you guys get like Carr or Rogers. Yeah, I wouldn't I don't know Without how I'd feel about Daniel Jones. That would be I want Derek Carr. You want Derek Carr on the Giants? Mm-hmm. I would like Daniel Jones, but if he's not taking that then Daniel Jones at thirty five or Derek Carr at twenty five? Right. Derek Carr all day. Yeah, when you come I don't know all if it's gonna be twenty five fucking day. I don't know if it's gonna be twenty five. All things considered, I might take him at 35-35, if I had to choose one. Seriously. Daniel Jones was really good this year. And he was he had limited talent around him. Like, I get all that. And he kept the turnovers low. But, like, bro, Derek Carr's been doing this for a minute. Like, he's been good for a long time. Like, above average for a long time. Right. And he's never Daniel Jones has like been a... above average for 14 games. Yeah. Uh, maybe Carr's kind of the same thing. He, I mean, I guess he had Cooper. That's kind of tough to make that comparison, I guess. 
But when Cooper was gone, it was a couple of years with no one to really throw to besides yeah, Waller. Yeah, throwing to Darren Waller That's and it. Hunter Renfro is his number two. Yeah, but Renfro is better than any giant Renfro, roster. Yeah, no, Renfro is 100% yeah. better you know than any saying? giant roster for sure. Okay, Darren Waller is better than any giant wide receiver roster. Yes, so, you know, and obviously we're not even going to get into Devontae, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't have to. <laughs> you know. You know, clearly yeah. he's uh, above all else. But you know, I'm just saying. I, I see. I, we could be we could be drastically wrong about Daniel Jones. We could be, and and he they could pay and sign him, and they can get some wide receivers around him, and we could be like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. this is what happens when this guy gets like when when he gets weapons. We could be completely wrong, and you could play this tape back and make me look like an asshole. That's fine, but I just I I don't know. I feel like I understand the game of football is built around your quarterback. Just don't want to give 45 to a guy like Daniel Jones. I don't know. He was really cool. It was really fun to talk about all year. And now it's not. I'd much it, rather be in the Jets situation. It just feels like if you pay Daniel Jones, right? Let's say you pay Jones, Lawrence, and Barkley. One of them gets a tag. But either way, that's all. Even if they get a tag, it's still big money. The tag for the running backs like $10 million. Tags for the quarterbacks like $40-something million. Tag for I don't know the tag number for D tackles, but I imagine you got guys like Aaron Donald skewing the number, so I imagine it's got to be relatively high. Yeah. So even if they get all of them locked up, in, even if one's a tag, now you have sparing resources to fix the wide receiver situation. Get a single linebacker who can make a tackle, maybe. Like people would, some people would argue they still need more offensive line help. Now what are we have the same team we had last year? We were the same team we had last year with less assets. One of the things we were talking about the Giants all year this year as they were steamrolling people. They're mo- not steamrolling people, but steamrolling the season, moving right along. Go ahead. Quarterback is $32 million, Running back is $10 million, Defensive tackles, 18.9. This whole year, when the early in the year, Barclays. what were they, what were they 6-0 and oh at one point, uh, the Giants? Or 6-1? 7-2, 5-1. The whole year, the biggest thing we're talking about, the Giants, all the Giants look good. They're playing for Dayball. Uh, Daniel Jones looks really good this year. Number one thing, we're all talking about the Giants. Number one selling point, they could create close to $100 million in cap space this offseason. How do you use 70 of it? And then what? We're going to use that money on fucking guys that are already on this team that, let's be completely honest, kind of scratched and clawed and, and dragged themselves to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Making the playoffs is great. It was exciting. I was excited for you guys. Remember, we were sitting there. I'm like, I'm it's like I couldn't imagine how it would feel if the Jets were playing today. I'm like, but this is good for you guys. The like, only thing I can, uh, the only thing I can say, and now I'm being really optimistic, is like Isaiah Hodges. You got Isaiah Hodges. You got Wendell Robinson coming back from the torn ACL, and then you go draft one. Maybe you get you sign one wide receiver, and you got four formidable there. And Wendell Robinson becomes, I guess, who what he showed shades of, right? But he tore his ACL. And then, like, you know, like, like it's a lot of optimism there <laughs> to make that all work. I don't know. It's a lot. And then, look, look, let's just, I mean, are you good? I'm good. Yeah. Let, I mean, the, the Jets, right? If I'm the Jets and I see Daniel Jones go to the Giants for 45, I'm going to offer the Baltimore Ravens equity in the Jets um 36 first round picks 
stock options with Johnson and Johnson. Because because if he goes for forty five, the Jets have no choice now. Now they have to like you know what I'm saying. Like if that's what if that's what the going rate of that means worst case scenario what Zach Wilson figures it out is is that suddenly worst case scenario, like what like you know what I'm saying like. So so as it stands right now, right? Are you? I know this is year two of Zach, so we're going into year three, right? And he was a first round pick. So. Who's the number two overall pick? Yeah, right. Well, I'm saying that fifth year option is going to be well over twenty million. Probably. And, and, not, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. 30. So you're already standing, staring down the barrel of like, oh well, like this kid's going to back up somebody and blah blah blah. You know, you're already in that purgatory where you're like, fuck. So you almost have to make the decision on Zach now, in the sense that if you get Lamar, Zach is just a high, a high paid backup, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, financially, you can't do anything about it. No, of course Zach's not. on the roster because no one's of giving. Of course not. No one's giving you any valuable. But in an hour, but 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 as I'm saying, like it's the difference between going to get Aaron Rodgers and going to get Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson means you gave up on Zach Wilson. Hundred percent. Aaron Rodgers means yo sit on the bench for two years. I'm gonna pick up the fifth year option. You're gonna start the fifth year after Rodgers retires after two years, and this one year is gonna be the show what you've learned under Rodgers. If you can't hack it, it's over. Mm-hmm. If you can, we're going to extend you long term. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're 100% so, right. So it all, unfucking fathomably, it all depends on Zach Wilson and what the Jets think. Is this it? Is, it, is he the long term project that's going to work out? Or is he a fucking disaster and it's time to go? If it's time to go, call Lamar. If it's time to go, maybe even Derek Carr. If it, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to look yeah. for the long term answer immediately right Lamar now. The do Jets it. The Jets would be so much fun. I think the Lamar to the Jets, any sort of hype around that got water thrown all over it with the Nathaniel Hackett hire. I just, yeah, given his body yeah. of work, I know probably not many of us in this room, not many fans, even hardcore fans, are aware of coordinators' histories. But it's, I can't say I knew a ton about Hackett before this past season. I never, yeah. But since his rise and fall with Denver and then being hired with the Jets, I've done some, like, a deep look on on his work, his body of work. Not once do I see an offense where all of a sudden he's going to be able to tailor a Lamar Jackson offense. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know? Yeah. So that's, but in Aaron Rodgers-led offense. 100%. 100%. Well, he was yeah. Rodgers' offensive well, coordinator. Yeah. I don't want to give my many, my many Jets takes before I let baby Jack over here go because I don't want to step on any points he may have. So... Jets offseason, do you have much? Do you want me to go into it and then you can just cut me off if you want to add something? Because there's plenty of things that this Jets offseason is nowhere near as simple as get a quarterback and go like many people seem to think it is. Yeah, it's you see, I'm more focused on the quarterback carousel, more so than the, the intricates. So you Fine. tell me. I'll break it down for you. We've talked about this already at some point in this podcast when people talk about near like guaranteed cap casualty cap cuts for the Jets this year Corey Davis and Carl Lawson Carl Lawson has a I get kind of I, I want to say it's like between 12 and 15 million his cap number this year and again he didn't he, he had a good year he had a damn near career year but I think he turned out seven sacks maybe eight somewhere in the six to eight sack range and people are calling People are calling for the cutting of Carl Lawson because of how deep the front four is and because of how phenomenal Bryce Huff played last year, right? I don't know if you see any of the Bryce Huff buzz. 
He's got like the best get off percentage in the NFL. Like you know how fast you get off the ball. Pass block win rate is incredible. Pressure rate like number one in the NFL. I think he had the number one pressure rate in the NFL last year. But he's a situational player, and he was benefit. I, I like Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff was amazing when he was on the field for the Jets. But those numbers, like everyone's saying, we got a guy who's in the top three in all of these pass rushing categories that's still not making great money and still under contract. Save the money on Carl Lawson. If he doesn't want to take a pay cut, cut him and move on. Those numbers are skewed because he's primarily only playing on passing downs and straight up rushing and getting after the quarterback. Definitely in terms of his get-off, his get-off rate. But in terms of everything else, he's still a phenomenal pass rusher. I just don't know if it's as simple as cut Carl Lawson and move on, especially when you look at the sack number. He was never a double-digit sack guy, but he's a huge pressure guy. If you went back and watched all 22, I'd be willing to bet you could double his sack number on sacks that he created for other people. Like, similar to, like, the hockey assist in basketball, you know? Like, nothing shows up in the stat sheet for it when you pass it to the guy who passes it to the guy who scores. But Carl Lawson pushes quarterbacks into into other defensive defenders' hands often or makes the quarterback make a bad decision because he's in the quarterback's face. Corey Davis, I believe the Jets could save in the 10 to 12 million range if they cut Corey Davis this offseason. Numbers haven't been great. They need to find a way to save money somehow. They got these younger, these other guys that play receiver, another, you know, draft, always a way to go. You guys know, let me back it up. Who do you think good, uh, better, worse, or the same? Corey Davis, Jacoby Myers. Worse. Uh, Myers is probably a little better. Myers is probably better. Myers Myers is better. He's younger. He's younger. Cap number, like I said, between 10 and 12 for Corey Davis. Jacoby Myers is seeking 18 to $20 million per year. Wow. <laughs> what, <these guys> get <laughs> wow. 18 to 20 million dollars per year. I where I saw that he would the report that I saw that he was seeking this much money was also tied to his stats from last year. And I can't remember catches or yards off the top of my head, but he had eight touchdowns. Gee. Yeah. That does I, I remember that because I remember that being a thing for fantasy. So looking at a guy like Kobe Myers probably is a little bit better than Corey Davis, but like is he ten million dollars better? He's kind of a yak freak, you know. He, he runs a lot because the way the wide receiver market's been going the last couple of years, good luck find like Corey Davis is a starting receiver, mm-hmm. very important receiver in the Jets' offense, in my opinion. For a long portion of the season, he was the only guy who blocks, and then all of a sudden, Mimsy was like, "Oh, if I block, oh, you'll put me out on the field more. <laughs> oh, I'll block, guys. Oh, Corey Davis is hurt, and I have to be out here, and I'm <laughs> all right. I'll block, but like." That's one of the most underrated things a receiver does. And, like, the numbers, the running game numbers with and without Corey Davis were relatively staggering Mm. at that point in the year. So that's another one that I don't necessarily know is a smart cut. Here's the one thing I'll tell you. People, Quincy Quincy Williams, unrestricted free agent. He, after the year he had last year, could be seeking double-digit AAV between 10 and 12 million a year. As a guy who was like a throw-in to come play with his brother as a as a back, you know, depth guy, special teamer. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be looking for that money. Quan Alexander, the other starting linebacker, signed a one-year, $5 million deal. He's now, after last season, being boosted up into like the 8 to $12 million per year range. 
I don't think offensive line is the problem that everyone thinks it is for this team. All I keep seeing, every mock draft, every dumb fan on Twitter, all these people on the fan in ESPN New York that want to call in and overreact. Dude, one day we got to just do a whole episode on the type of person that calls into the fan. Because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, no, it's no. a very specific type of human. Especially when you're listening at, like, 1030 in the morning. Like, early in the morning, the drive hours, I could see. Everyone's in the car sitting in traffic. The guy that wants to call in to Tiki and Tierney. Who doesn't have work. At do fucking... 10 15 in the morning because he wants to talk shit about the Jets offensive line. That's the guy I got to get on the pod. Get inside his head. They had uh, over the course of the season seven or eight offensive linemen go on the IR. Mekhi Becton, who was the number 11th overall pick three years ago, who was an unstoppable force when he played in his rookie season, who has dealt with some injury concerns. That's not we're not throwing this guy away. Right. I'm not throwing away a guy who played at a top five level at a position where there aren't that many guys who are elite at it just because he had two injuries. Like, listen, also, he's a fucking monster. if he winds up getting hurt again, then we got to move on. But I think there's too many holes across this roster that we're going to see, especially once we go and dump money at a quarterback to use that 13th overall pick for another lineman to me seems crazy. And then what do you do with Beckton? You just move him to right, like, and yeah. then and then Veritas. You know, it's a whole play musical the chairs. Thing is tough, dude. Two years in a row is tough. Two years in a row is tough, but I mean, it, everything from inside the or the the lot the room, which obviously people inside the building aren't going to be saying bad shit, but there's a notice difference from this year to last year with him being around and working out. And if you've seen pictures of him, he looks. I don't want to say skinny. But because he's because <laughs> he's a big one. man, I think he's fucking under under uh, three eighty. Oh my he's god! Fucking I'm talking about a guy who was pushing four hundred pounds in training camp. I think yeah. he's under. I think he's, he's under three fifty. Six eight. Yeah, big boy moves quick. So there's layers to this. Now, when it comes to the quarterback thing, when they were both under contract with their current teams and draft capital was involved, to me, Aaron Rodgers was always the move. If it could be done, that's plan A. Go get Aaron Rodgers. Two years, guy guy just came off of two MVP seasons out of the last three, dealing with injuries all year, but still, like, he's still Aaron Rodgers. Am I wrong? He's still yeah, making ridiculous throw after ridiculous throw. A little throw step back, he, but I don't think that what he – Well, and then you can chalk that up to the thumb that. injury and, and the young guys on offense and not trusting Christian Watson for half the year and – all this other stuff. Essentially, yeah. The minute Derek Carr gave his last final fuck you to the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders and said, I'm not waving my no trade clause, cut me. And he became a free agent. And now it's all about money. And it's reported that it's roughly like four years under $200 million. Go get Derek Carr. Four years, $190 million, $195 million. Go do it. And like getting Derek Carr doesn't have to be a we're quitting on Zach move. Because Derek Carr is 34, right? right. I think, think he's 34. Four-year deal worth that much. Could have all of the guaranteed money front-loaded, and this could essentially be a two-year contract worth $90 million. You know what I'm saying? Going and getting a guy like Lamar or Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whoever it may be that's like at or around 25 is a give-up move. 
I don't think Derek Carr is a giving up on Zach Wilson move. But here's the issue that we keep bringing up with this. Is he your backup? You got to be. He has to be. Yeah. You cannot have three quarterbacks on the roster <laughs> for fucking, you know what I'm saying? You can't. It's, it's rough because, like, now we're, we're saying we want him to sit back, take a step back and learn and, and recalibrate. But every backup quarterback in the NFL is one snap away from being a starter. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would love Derek Carr. I'm judge. telling you right now, I would not sit around and wait. I would no, not sit I, around I and wait. I think the Jets should go out there and go get him. Mm-hmm. I would call. I would call Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst. Whatever the the what? Gutenkunst. Yeah, the GM of yeah, the Packers. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Gutenkunst or whatever. What about what is. about? Uh... I'd call him right now and be like, "Listen, this is the offer. Talk to Aaron. This is like we need. You know, obviously." He wants to play. He wants to come be here. And we need, need an answer by Friday. We need, yeah, we need an answer by fucking this day. Because Derek Carr is going to sign with the Colts. Yeah, he might. he might. Yeah, but I don't know. The Colts said Arce is like adamant about not wanting to go that way. I'd be willing. No, he doesn't want another one-year deal, which he keeps doing. One, two-year deals. If He's... they could go sign him for five, they could go wrap him up for five. Yeah, but. Do me a favor. Are there, are there, I doubt it. I doubt it at this point. Are there draft odds on DraftKings? Like where they go, where do like you... like what team makes the number one overall pick is what I'm looking for. Because right. when it's fucking plus seven hundred to pick the Colts, do it now. Because that's the most Ursay. Uh, Ursay just seems like the kind of guy. He's first of all one of the more well known owners in the league because he's all over a psycho. every. He's one. He's a psycho. Yeah. Two. He's um all over media. He's yeah. doing. He's doing the podcast and he's doing ESPN and TV and all this other shit. And then the wild story about McDaniels. Did you guys, did we talk about this on the air at all? Did you hear about the story with McDaniels? Remember he signed to be the Colts coach and then la- and then was like, nah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. hear the story about it? Yeah. I, did yeah. you hear the story? So he came, o- he came to the McDaniel household for a dinner. I believe after yeah, he already yeah. signed yeah, the contract. Yeah, you can tell us I know about this. And yeah. he was in the bathroom for yep. like over an hour. Yeah, and he, yeah, creeped, yeah. he creeped his wife out and she was like, nah. <laughs> this ain't happening, Chief. No, no odds. No, when odds come out for the draft, take this? take the Colts. To f- it was yeah. all over the internet when I it happened. Why, but yeah, probably Pat this. McAfee. Maybe when those odds come out, take the Colts to make the first pick because I do believe that we did. We tried Phil, didn't work. We tried um, Carson, Carson, didn't work. We tried Matt Ryan, didn't work. Fuck all this. Go get me a kid who's going to be here for fifteen years. Yeah. Like, that Bryce Young kid looks like a winner. Go get him. Oh, he's five ten and a half. Don't care. Go get him. Like, <laughs> so obviously, it you know I just can't state enough how jetsy it would be for them to miss out on both of these guys. <laughs> and I told Ross a couple of weeks ago, start prepping now for Tannehill or, or Jimmy G. Oh just prep for it now, and then it won't suck as much when it happens. You know, car only costs you cash. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why. Doing? That's why he should be number one. Well, I mean, I don't. I think the Jets really want Rodgers. I think this is yeah, where I think this so is all too. going. I think Woody might really want Rodgers. Yeah. And you, we're saying it like, well, Woody wants him, dude. You wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers. No, not that I wouldn't want Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, when it was a trade scenario for both players, I would make Aaron Rodgers the primary target. Considering one is going to be draft capital and one is going to be just cash, 
considering the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old and just went on a three-day-long darkness retreat to decide if he wanted to keep playing football or if he wanted to stay with the Packers or whatever. Maybe he went because he he needed to know if he should get back together with Shailene Woodley. I don't know why he went, but he's 39 years old. How long does he want to play football? He's obviously media savvy. He had the whole Jeopardy nonsense last year. He does a weekly spot on the Pat McAfee show. You can look at the money Brady just got. You think a network? You think a network won't give him the bag? You think a podcasting company won't give him the bag? All of these things where it's like, well, now we're talking about like to me. I'll give you two twos, and I think that's a steep price. I'm not giving a single one. I'm not giving you the thirteenth. Fuck right off for a guy who's thirty nine years old. No way. I don't think this team has put Aaron Rodgers in, and they're definitely going to the conference championship. Not in the AFC. Maybe yeah, if, no. maybe if 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 it's the conferences are flipped and he's getting shipped into the NFC, maybe you give up two first round picks if that's what it's going to be. The other thing too is Rodgers has complete control of this situation, which is going to take away pack power from the Packers, and take away the ability to create a bidding war, right? Because all Packers has to say is I'm not playing for Team B. And now they can't drive up the price because you're just going to be like, fine, I'll retire. Trade me and I'll retire. Yeah. I would still sign Derek Carr. <laughs> I would too. But it, and by, it's a shame but, if, if Derek Carr doesn't land in New York. By the way. On e- the Jets or the Giants. It's e- a shame. Eerie, uh, eerie resemblance to the 2008 offseason, summer of 2008. Five. Jets. <laughs> Uh, Packers had a quarterback that they weren't wasn't sure if he was going to retire or keep playing. Didn't know about the future of his team with Aaron Rodgers. Get a dark retreat with Aaron Rodgers behind him in his fourth year. Jets wound up trading for Brett Favre that mm-hmm. year and then moving Pennington. Now here we are, Aaron yeah, Rodgers, quarterback. Not sure if he wants to retire or come back to the team or what he wants to do. Jordan Love is behind him in his fourth year, and the Jets are coming calling again. While we're here, I did see something I just want to confirm. I saw it. I think the Packers are pretty much off of Rodgers. Really? They're committing to trying to make sure of that. I saw it this morning when I was on ESPN. Like, not fully committing, but it seems like they pretty much said, like, love is ready to start. Really? Yeah. So it seems well, like. It's, it's also time to figure out f- fifth year option time, baby. Mm-hmm. While Brian's looking for that, I'm pretty much. Uh... I, I honestly, if I had it my way, Carr would already be on the team. And he, here's a fun fact: while while Brian's yeah, looking for Packers this GM Jordan Love is ready to be an NFL starting quarterback, is what he said today. So read between the lines. Why you would know. you say that if you're uh, the GM? Because you want to get this fucking hippie out of your. Uh... So you would say, your boy Gutkins. Rogers is still unbelievably elite. Gutkins. So that they that so that they call and offer the most. Well. It's like a Jimmy G, Tom Brady, Next, New England situation. Could be could lead the Packers in twenty twenty three. Gunkest quickly responded, yes. So I think Packers are kind of like if Aaron Rodgers I think wants they're to leave all their cards on the table. He right can now. try to save face. Too. If he doesn't, then you know hey, he took Jordan Love in the second round. So I think Jordan Love's pretty good. I think he'll be all right. I'm not I'm pretty good. I think they be... took Jordan Love in the first round. Yeah. It was the first round. 20-something. Yeah, it was, late. Yeah, it was oh, late. late. They traded, yeah. yeah, it was late, but yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Little fun fact about uh, 
the Jets with the quarterback situation. If Derek Carr were to come sign with New York, number four is currently taken by all-pro cornerback. Well, not all-pro, but uh, superstar cornerback DJ Reed of the New York mm-hmm. Jets. And in a tweet, like last week when they met with him or whatever, mm-hmm. DJ Reed said, because uh, somebody tweeted, you know, the meeting went well or whatever. They told him he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he wins the Super Bowl at the New York Jets. And it was like, Derek Carr will need to get a new number as number four is currently worn by DJ Reed. Mm-hmm. DJ Reed quote tweeted it and said, everything can be negotiated. <laughs> like everything's nego- negotiable, right? So if, now this is a big if, if Derek Carr is signed and they negotiate a, a deal for the jersey number four for Derek Carr, DJ Reed will have been on the New York Jets for one com- complete season, 17 games, and had three jersey numbers. <laughs> Because he got signed, took number one. Mm. Then Sauce gets drafted. And Sauce says, hey, can we do something? Sure, no problem. They make a little deal. <laughs> so this is his shit right here. He goes I like to num- shit, dude. <laughs> he goes, switches to number four. Now here comes Derek Carr. He comes in. I'll tell you right now, if I'm him, it's, take, it's taking a rolly, dude. You're going to have to give me a Rolex for me to switch numbers. Fuck out of here. If he's signing that $190 million deal, dude, you're going to give me a Rolex dude, and you're going to four. Got to be honest with you, most of the time, whatever the money number is that they agree upon, it's usually a donation. Yeah. Really? Because that's not – in baseball, it's like – real. I mean, no, nah, it's not like it's a rule or anything, but like uh, – In baseball, it's like a fun thing. Like it's like cars really? – like a car – not multiple cars, but like a car, a watch. I'm sure they, they might also do some stuff like that, but it almost always includes like a don't – like one time Steve Weatherford did it on the Giants, oh, I thought. yeah. He did, yeah. He sold his jersey number to somebody and took like X amount of dollars and donated it to his favorite charity or whatever it was. Anything else off-season related? Don't get it twisted. Football related? Tax write-offs and shit like that. Oh, 100%. No, percent Shit's going to start popping once March 15 hits, though. 100%. All this now is like we were saying with the combine. All of it now is just Go ahead. chitter-chatter. Give us your uh, – you want me to give like a breaking news Why thing? Why don't you intro him nicer than it's that? It's not really breaking news. Why don't you intro it's him It's breaking news as of li- – it is literally Hold breaking on. news. Why don't you intro him nicer than that? You're going to. Dude. Hold on. You're going to do it. Saying, Yo. You're going to do it. No, you're, you're going to do, do it. No, you're going to do it. I don't want to hear about the standings. I want to hear this delightful near-breaking news because it happened three hours before we got on air. You're so it's better have all the details. Do you have the details of the trade? I have the details of the trade. Let's right. get frosty. Let's- Electric news alert from the ice Ooh. rink. Dude, all right? Are you ready for it? Ready. You're ready for it, dude. I mean, I know. You it. don't look ready, dude. <laughs> I know, because it's not you know breaking you news. You need to step on it. <laughs> Go ahead. Step on it. Show us. All right, us. I'm going to step on it right now. The New York fucking Rangers have traded for Patrick Kane, a conditional second round pick, and a fourth round pick. Over his 15 year tenure with the Blackhawks, has finally decided to leave and said he will only play for New York and forced his Damn. way out. And he is now a fucking ranger with a staff ranger. And, Kra- and Kravstov just gets even less ice time, dude. Yeah, dude. Kravstov didn't even get put in the deal. They didn't move him, right? Nope. Kravstov's... Uh, Is today the deadline? Uh, Actually... This guy's got NBA League Pass open on his phone, face down. You're going to be the puck guy <laughs> and you got NBA League Pass up, dude? You're the puck guy? You're the savior? You're the puck? I'm the, I'm the fucking... My the bet's going to close tonight, guy, dude. All right? Find the trade deadline. I thought the trade deadline was today in hockey. 
I mean, it's got to be soon. If you they, think the puff guy would know. Like... Has anybody fucking has anybody in recent memory gotten dragged more by a franchise than Krostov has in the last six months? No. They're just like we believe he's a nine a top nine player, just not on this team. <laughs> Did you see that, bro? That's what he said. Like we believe he's a top nine player, just not with just not not, here, not yeah. breaking our top nine. It's on the third. What is the? It's March third. I was giving Jack some time. Oh, so it's March third. Days away. Yeah. So is so Kravy It's Friday. Friday? Saturday? No, that's Friday. No. Tomorrow's the first. So Kravy will get. Oh yeah, moved fucks me then, up yeah. for sure. All right, so let's take a break. This is gonna conclude. The football wait, wait, segment. Wait, wait, wait. So, what do you think about the deal? What I think, dude, I feel like that's a fucking beyond the clapping. Do you think that it was a good move, a bad move? Do you I think... think it was a great move because the conditional pick doesn't happen until two years down the road? If they don't, if the conditional pick only happens, it remains a second and only turns into a no, change. Go ahead, finish. You might answer my question. The conditional second round pick turns into a first rounder. If they make the conference final. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, too. Now, is this a trade that pushes them into, like, yeah, Stanley definitely. Cup finals? It like, because I, it's, they're the definitely I'm not honest, favorites. I don't watch hockey. Says Dredd. Oh, I know oh to win the Metro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, they're, like, six like one of the in the... Four players. No, they are third. In they the, are in the Metro it, playoffs. No, no, no. Sixth in the com- Cup odds. They're a le- plus 1,100. They're, I think they're sixth right now. Yeah. Is that a value bet at 1,100? It feels like it. I mean, you know, we do we do bet on the show, guys. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't want to bet as a fan, but now that I I want to bet as a fan, I want to say it's a pretty decent value right there. You always bet on a, as a fan, dude. So that way you're doubly disappointed. Yeah, yeah. You I couldn't even enjoy the Knicks win last. Welcome night. to the, the Rangers are plus eleven hundred right now. They're one, two, three, four, five. Did you say that? Yeah, that's right. I said six. were they? I said top six. Oh, I well, said sixth. It's fifth. They're the fifth. Yeah. Eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. He's gonna start at the left wing. I think it's gonna be Tarasenko. Oh, you're saying first line? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna be on the first line. I'm gonna say he's definitely gonna start. He's definitely gonna be on a, a top nine. But to I answer your question, Brian, start. didn't they just add Tarasenko? Yeah, they just got Tarasenko. They, Patty Kane. Patty Kane on top of the addition of Tarasenko. Like Tarasenko the last week. First. Yeah, definitely pushes. So him Nick, over the edge. big big puck fan. Nick. Their playoffs are minus ten thousand. Just figured out. Nick said. <laughs> Nick said that this does not put them over the top. Nick is just a beaten down Rangers fan. Dude. He said they won't win because of him, but it'll be fun. I guess we'll see. I mean, we'll see, dude. Time he'll probably go. score a bunch of goals. I think. I think he's a steal is for for what they got for this for this value of the trade. Yeah. Consider. Can I ask you something? Is Patty Kane a free agent? Free agent after the season? I think it's one or two years. It's 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 two years or one year. I'm not sure. So it's either. The so the answer is either yes or no. That's interesting. Okay. Well. Aren't, isn't the answer always yes or no? It's what I'm saying, dude. Kravtsov tra- traded the Canucks by Rangers. There it is, baby. For what? Breaking news. Just happened right now? No, uh, February 25th. Uh, Saturday? Yeah. We got to figure this whole puck segment Wait a minute. minute. Kravtsov got traded three days ago? Well, I'm we're, not the puck We're guy. going backwards to the breaking news? All right, hold on. <laughs> breaking news three days ago. Unbreaking news. <laughs> In... <laughs> In yeah, other breaking news, dude, I got a new job. What? I think we're Trading losing control. For, from the New York Rangers uh, for forward William Lockwood and a seventh round pick. The 2026 NFL And that happened on Saturday. NFL draft. Wow, we are. So so I do apologize. I, I didn't realize that they traded him on Saturday. That you, are you good with puck news? on me. 
I'm good on puck news, and I'm good on this this segment. We're going to go to break, but I'm going to let all of the fans know this is going to conclude the football segment of this this today's episode of Parlay Vu. So if you're not into into primarily basketball, I imagine is what we'll be covering in the next segment. Feel free to turn off, plug out. No, don't turn off, ever. But if you want to hear me get electric about the New York Knicks <laughs> and, and how the easiest bet in basketball right now is a certain player to get a triple-double every yeah. given look night. Look at that. Look at what he did there. It did hit. No, but look what he did no, there. Yep. Then catch us after this break. What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi D. De Niro. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk and it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi D. De Niro, always authentic, never counterfeit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors, you're supporting the boys, helping us chase a dream and quit our jobs. Now let's... <laughs> it's different now. <laughs> now I don't like it. <laughs> Started a new job this week. The guys are all right, but the boss is a dick. Mm. I feel you. Yeah. You're not the only one that says that. <laughs> so let's talk some basketball. I love that it's the basketball segment, and Jack's got fucking, what is this? Wizards, Hawks. That's a league pass game if I've ever heard of one on a <laughs> Tuesday night, dude. Wizards, Hawks on Tuesday? Yeah, let's fire up league pass. So we are going to talk about basketball. <laughs> I have watched, like I'm pretty sure I said before, just about every single Knicks game since the Super Bowl ended. And I feel like I should apologize to Jalen Brunson. I feel oh, like what? I feel like I need to apologize to Jalen Brunson. What was your egregious take on I ripped the signing. I addressed it as a waste of money. And I referred to Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, and RJ Barrett as the mid three. Oh, yeah, you're a dick, dude. Apologize. Jalen Brunson, I am sorry for what I've said about you, for dragging your name. You're undoubtedly the best point guard the Knicks have had in three decades. Right or wrong? Yeah, but that's not... Damn. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's, that's not hard, but it's still the problem. This is the first time in our lives that we don't have to say... We just need a point guard. Now, is the team perfect? No. Are they title contenders? Probably not. Jalen Brunson was born to play point guard for the New York Knicks. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I want to interrupt with a question. Why do you think they're not title contenders? I just don't know if they have enough to throw at Giannis and Embiid. And who in the West can beat them? They got to get there. I'm just saying who in the West can beat them. Nobody. Uh, the Suns? What? 
<laughs> You're right. The Suns. <laughs> the Suns, the Grizzlies, the fucking... The Nuggets? We'll get back to them. The Nuggets? The Nuggets. But we'll get back to them. The... No, they're in the East. I take it back. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. I don't want to say they were born to play together, but it's a perfect matchup for the two of them to play together, especially when it works. When it doesn't work, which you could say for a lot of NBA players, combos, and teams, sometimes you have a bad night if it's not working. But when it doesn't work for Julius, it's really no bueno. But that's just kind of his play style. I think Brunson was, in a lot of ways, the missing piece to unlock Randall. Barrett's streaky. He's really good some nights. Barrett's going to go on a tear at the end of the year. And we do the same thing we do every year. Really good some nights. He's really not there other nights. He's still averaging 20 points per game despite that, which some people will debate the impressiveness of 20 points a game in the NBA because a lot of guys right now are proving that given being in the situation, especially with the the tank for, for Wemby going on here, um. If you get enough shots, a lot of guys could get 20 in the league. So across a lot of people who talk about this sport, they kind of don't necessarily look at the counting stats, specifically points per game. You'll get true shooting percentage, shit like that. There was a stretch from like just just around the end of the NFL playoffs to the All-Star break where R.J. Barrett was unfucking watchable but he's a young player. I think the good outweighs the bad for the most part. And he's finally in a he's the first time in a situation he's what 21 years old, maybe 22 years old there. Probably 22 now. And this is the first time in his, in his NBA career where he doesn't have to be the guy or, you know, the one one or one A in terms of making the offense go. And I think that that's kind of fucking with this game a little bit cuz you can see where he's like I want to pull the trigger. But then he gets caught between a shit and a fart. And now instead of taking a shot or passing the ball, it's either like a kick out or a turnover or a foul or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of times where he just doesn't seem like he's making the decision fast enough. And I don't know if that's because of a shot management thing or just because he was playing a bad stretch. Here's what I will say about Barrett. This is going to be my big, big hot take that's going to piss you off, dude. So get ready to yell. R.J. Barrett, we hope one day in the hopefully near future is everything that Donovan Mitchell already is. Given the way that we've now that we're here and and we made the decision not to make the move and Spiders over in Cleveland doing his thing over there. Given the way that this team shook out this year, you're going to tell me that Donovan Mitchell trading R.J. and whatever the pick was for Donovan Mitchell. I think that team's a title contender. It would have been quickly too, though. It would have been, it would have been the role players. It would yeah, have been... and, and quickly, fucking, what's he doing this year? He's starting. No, to cook, quick, dude. quickly had twenty two points last he's night. Starting no. to cook. Twenty three. He's, he's, he's getting better. He, he had a shit. Quickly solid. Season. Quickly he's solid. solid. He's dude. just another. Listen, he would play on any team quickly. He would. Quick. He would get minutes on any team. Yeah, but then you could say the same for other guys in other teams, bro. You know, it's like saying you could replace Io Dosumo with Emmanuel quickly, and that's fucking uh, asinine. It wouldn't have been quickly. It would have been Quentin Grimes, and I'd have no problem. Grimes has been solid, but I have Grimes no. I would have had no problem giving away Barrett Grimes and picks for for What's Spider. And I think now we're talking about a team that's a title contender. But you know what? The primary reason the Knicks 
sat on their hands was because if we make this move now, we won't be ready for the next guy. But we don't even know who the fucking next guy is going to be. If it's Cat, if they go and make a big move for Cat this offseason because they waited on Spider because they wanted to get the next guy yeah, and the I'm next done. guy became Cat. Then I'm done. Then he's done. He's done. Anyway, so we can't even have a conversation about it because then he's done. No, I'm done. I've call. been saying that if they get Cat for years, I'm done. You know that. I'm done. I'm hey, what if it's Zach? I'm calling one. As long as it's not Cat. I'm calling one. Call one. Go ahead. You got two left. It's late in the show. Ooh, I want to call one and override your call out because I'm, I'm it's just one go. That would be a personal foul, dude. When I when I meet and you lose it and you lose it and the challenge and probably a hefty fine from the league. Yeah, yeah. and you'd be that. Guy. Come on, before I forget what I have to say, I'm trying to hold when it in. We, I'm old. When we rewinded to the fa- when you hit me with the finger gun. What was the, what was your thought process? There? So you called a timeout to ask me a question. I we asked you in real time. But you didn't answer. Him. I get. I called what? a timeout to ask. What Save you a timeout next time. Just put your hand up like we're in class. Yeah, that's that's a more. I mean, that's I better feel, use. I want to know what you're saying. Hold on. I want to know what you. Okay, Cat would never work because Thibodeau and Cat already not did it. Didn't work. Not what. Not what I'm. I know. Continue. I'm asking about Donovan Mitchell. Good. What, what did you say that made when me do I the said, finger guns? If we're if we're talking about oh Emmanuel quickly will go start on another team, then we're calling other players. Io Dosumo could go play Emmanuel quickly's role. Who the fuck is Io Dosumo? Do you know who he is? Yes, I do. You know who he is. I know you do because you watch ball. Yeah, I watch basketball. I no, no, ball. Ball. don't be disrespectful. I watch basketball. I just don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't watch basketball. You no, I under I understand what you're doing. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're doing, but like. So here, here's how it goes. Because I want to hit all the points, and and I don't want to sound like I'm some. I don't want to sound like I'm some like fucking uh, 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 you know above all end all be all fucking Nick God over here because no, I'm not. I'm but not. here's what I want to say. Here's what I want to say. R.J. Barrett is yes, Jimmy's right. He's trying to fit into the role of now. All right, he's not the. He doesn't need to be the guy. Great, right? Part of his struggles were that he was asked. Pretty much the majority of last year, and now definitely the beginning of this year, was to guard the, the other team's best player. Okay? He is not, he isn't, he, I would say he's a plus side defensive player. He's not an elite defensive player. Maybe he'll get there. He's not there yet, right? Let me just say that, right? Quentin Grimes comes on and takes a lot of the pressure off of him, which is good, which is that's, that's good. Still not easy because anybody taller, like, which is basically every star in the league besides, like, you know, the the Currys, the the Trey Youngs, the... Grimes isn't going to lock up Luka. Like, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, anybody told that R.J. Barrett still has to control. The biggest difference that we've seen in this last little stretch, and I know you're going to say, and I think Jalen Brunson is great and all that, but I think the big the key difference is Josh Hart. Josh Hart can give you minutes and play... Exceptional defense. I don't think that RJ is adjusted to the role yet of, oh, I don't need to dog it out and guard the best guy. Oh, there's a there could be a role for me in just shooting threes. Just got to hit him when I get him. Oh, I can cut now? Because the first two years in the league, he didn't have a point guard. There were no backdoor cuts. You didn't get buckets by backdoor, back, backdoor cuts. You didn't get buckets by give and goes, pick and rolls. You didn't get buckets that way. You didn't have a, you didn't have a point guard to do that. Your point guard was 6'10 and shot from the three-point line after four triple clutches, Julius Randle. 
And like, so that's like, you're adjusting to like a legitimate NBA offense with a hard nosed defensive coach, right? Um, the spacing isn't there for the Knicks. It's still not there because Mitchell Robinson can't leave the fucking paint, which hurts a little bit, R.J. Barrett, because he can drive. He can create off the dribble and, and, and drive and finish, right? But he can't with Mitchell Robinson in there. And you already got a guy, Josh Hart, who wants to stand on the perimeter and pop threes. And you got Julius Randle, who's, you know, I'm not saying he never backs people down. But he likes the ball at the top of the key. He likes to work from the top of the key on his guys. Mm-hmm. So you're putting it in a situation where Barrett's like, what do I do? Until he figures out what to do and how to do it, he's going to be, he's going to have those situations. I bet if we really look at the tape and we really play it out, he's scoring a lot of those points with probably hard off the floor. Probably um, Randall off the floor or in a different, or, or just a, differently spaced. But in a, in a lineup where it gives you your best defensive lineup, which you want to still be able to compete, so you got to have Brunson in there, right? RJ, Hart, Randall, and Robinson. It's very hard for him to find his offense as far as spacing goes. That's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? You got a guy like Quigley, you need a guy like Quigley. He fits perfectly with the Knicks system because he don't play a lick of defense, but he has that hustle to him. He has that, like, you know, he'll get you those, like, the hard foot steal or the loose ball, the 50 50. But he's not going to go cookie somebody. It's not going to happen. He also makes it, he, his decision making is a hampered right now. And he's got the shooter's mentality where he always has. I don't care that the Brunson or Randall or whoever it is is wide open, not even a skip pass, just right next to me. I got my space. I'm taking my shot. Yeah. And In his mind, he's here to knock down shots and he's knocking down shots. Like that's just how it is. But that's how it is for guys off the bench too, because they feel like if they don't get it, like he, we'll, we'll, we could technically call him the six man, even though it's probably Hart, right? If these guys feel like Hart started last night, right? But if, but if they feel like they they don't get a few buckets right away off the bench, it's like you're pretty much losing them for the game. Like in that sense, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with even elite scorers off the bench. Jordan Poole, like when he doesn't start, Jamal Crawford, Jr. Well, Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Is possibly we, I'm gonna say it the greatest six man ever. They should re- they should the rename the I don't know what yeah. they named it, but the they Jamal should re- they should rename it the J Crossover. Yeah, definitely, yeah. absolutely. And it's funny because I'm gonna say this one thing and then that's it. When Jason Kidd was a Nick, right? I heard a podcast and it was J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert, and they talked about who their favorite player ever to play with was. They both played with LeBron James. Keep that in mind. They both said Jason Kidd. And when Jason Kidd got to Knicks practice the first day after all those trades and they got, remember, they got him, right? Jason Kidd says to them, I've watched your tape, right? And he says to RJ, uh, uh, J.R. Smith, he says, I'm going to get you six to eight points a night just because you run. Just run. And I'm like, what? And he's like, just beat everybody up the floor yeah. and I guarantee eight more points for you. All right. He goes, next thing you know, this is Amon Schumper talking now. Next thing you know, I'm catching a ball in transition. No one's near me. I'm like, fuck, I'm about to windmill this bitch. Like, I'm that wide open. And I'm windmilling it. He's like, prior to Jason Kidd, that didn't exist. Like, in our minds, it was like there were no open. Like, we weren't getting those passes right. where it's like you don't even think you're open. But, oh, shit, the ball. This is how they were describing it. Oh, shit, the ball's in. I got the ball. Like, I didn't think I was open. I'm open. I'm under the basket. Like, and I'm not saying Jason Kidd is Jalen Brunson because it's not the same. Jason Kidd's a, a legend, 
But Jalen Brunson is creating those opportunities for these people, and that's that's where it's coming in, like where these guys aren't used to that. Barrett's not used to that. You know what I mean? Mitchell Robinson, love the guy to fucking death. I do. He gets the ball underneath the rim, and he's like, it's like fucking hot potato. He's like, how can I get rid of this? Or like volleyball pass this into how, the net? How can I triple clutch in the restricted area and then get blocked by a guard? What the fuck? Like, he's like... You know, and somehow get an offensive foul, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, but defensively, clutch, monster, you know? But that's, that's what so, I'm saying, that it's like, you know, that's how I feel. So, Josh Hart is the... The, the engine moving this. And I want to just say this. I have a little little proof to it. Second best NBA record. Second in net rating. Fourth in offensive rating. Seventh in defensive rating. Undefeated since Josh Hart's been in a, a Nick. I mean, small sample size, but a couple more games and they beat yeah, the Celtics. With number one seed yesterday. Great. They never looked back, really. I mean, without they, were, they went up 20. And without Jalen Brown. Kind of got caught back to 10. But like, yeah, without Jalen Brown. Yeah. So, second best player on the Celtics, you know? You, you know, every team has two really good And a players. defensive stopper. He, Brown's a, a bit of a defensive stopper, too. I was going to say 6-0 since Hart, since the Josh Hart trade. Um, I don't want to get into it. We've been having this argument from day fucking one. The Knicks are better off when Isaiah Hartenstein is on the floor than when Mitchell Robinson is on the floor. <sighs> Possibly. So I think they're better off. When I mean, Mitch does the things that he does, but he's very limited. And like I've always said and continue to say, and I will keep saying it until he proves me the fuck wrong, can't stay on the court, whether it's due to injury or foul. Oh, that's true, too. They were probably so, best when they had uh, Nerlens Noel, to be honest. Yeah, but and, Nerlens, and well, to go back Nerlens and answer your wanted question, money, though. One other question that I wanted to tackle with the thing you said was going to piss me off about R.J. Barrett, if, he wor- if it works out perfectly, he's Donovan Mitchell. You're going to say that he's five inches taller? If it worked out perfectly and R.J. Barrett maxed his potential, he'd be better than Donovan Mitchell. Now, I'm not saying... I'm saying he'd be where, like where Donovan Mitchell is right now. Uh, yeah. Donovan I mean, Mitchell I'm not... still get better. I'm not saying that... I don't think Thibodeau can max R.J.'s potential. I don't think he can. I don't know what coach could, I don't, but... I don't think Tom Thibodeau is a great modern-day NBA coach. I think he's a great all-time coach. I think he was the, one of the best coaches of his era, but... The more I watch this team before this six-game winning streak that they've been on, the more I watch this team, the more I'm like, I don't know if he can, like, it's hard. Like, the NBA is the sport more than any other sport in the world, especially the big four here in America, where you need to be able to connect to these players. And the older you get, the more out of touch. And maybe you could connect to players 10 years ago, but trends change. You know, the way kids come up change. The way kids come up playing the game changes. I don't know how great he is at connecting with players, and no. I don't know. I don't know if the style that he's so married down to like works necessarily. I mean, it defense always works. I'm not saying that, yeah. but you know, like I just don't know if he doesn't coach offense and just coaches the defense, and he has somebody. Which I thought that was the case that somebody else was running the offense for him. I thought that that was the case. I could be wrong, but if he had an intricate offense that could get buckets, his defense makes stops. You know, it's just. But he also runs his dudes to the ground, and everybody plays 40 minutes. So, like, modern NBA, not really cut out for that. We got load management days, guys. Well, so Chucky make, just ripped that. Yeah, yeah. that Everybody's been ripping it. Did you see Anthony he's Edwards? Like, if you're making 70, Edwards, he's like, if you're making $70 million, oh, yeah. Dollars, yeah. you should be able to play he's basketball. Like, they, they asked, did you see this? Anthony Edwards? And they, don't play they asked Anthony Edwards during the All-Star break. <laughs> They're like, what's one thing that you want to see change in the NBA? And he literally standing on the podium, he's like, Bro, just play. 
<laughs> like, if a family's got one game to go to all year, they want to see you, dog. Like, just play. Right. Literally, he's like, yo, we get played to play a game. Like, just play. If you're not hurt, just play. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's what I think it was Rich Jefferson said Yes. This. The whole thing. He said, I played every game. He said, because he's like because of that, but more specifically because when he was a kid, his favorite player was the Admiral David Robinson. And for Christmas, his parents saved up a bunch of money and got every him year. one ticket every year to go to the Spurs game. Mm. Not two because they couldn't afford it. His dad was, would wait in the car. He was like a young teenager. Really? His dad would drop him off to the game. Just one time a year, he got to go to the game. Didn't Went in alone as a kid because his parents couldn't afford to Holy buy shit. a second ticket. It's like and if I walked in there and David Robinson didn't play, like I would, it would crush me. Didn't play because of Be- a out, load yeah. management. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucked. You know like, what I mean? Like yeah. you go to the game. He said, so like, I made when I made the NBA, I made sure that if I wasn't hurt, I was playing. Sore leg, headache, you're pl- you play. You know what I mean? And I, I got to be honest, I agree. I mean, I'm not. We're not in that. None of us. We're all talking from the chair, right? None of us are in that position. But like. You know, you're right. Like, hey, you know what, dude? I'm going to come to work tomorrow in street clothes. All right? My shoulders hurt a little bit. I'll tell you what, though. He's going to take a rest, though. I'll tell you what, yeah. though. I would switch with them if they wanted to. Yeah. Don't you think the NBA would be more fun if it was like, here comes number 55, Jimmy Hawkins. He's had three ACL tears. Oh he's pl- he's starting at the five tonight. He's 6'2 <clears throat> in shoes. So, <laughs> in shoes. <laughs> I want to say one thing that's not related to – oh, it is related to kind of the basketball. Did you well, see the LeBron James thing, the tweet? One? The tweet. I, do we talk about this on Who's here tweet? with the target? No, I don't know about this. Hold on. Before we get too far away from it, to answer the question on why the Knicks aren't a title contender, and this was my problem with them two years ago when they made the playoffs and then got trounced by Trey Young, but it's even more aware now. As soon as that ball carrier crosses half court, watch. Don't watch the ball. Watch the rest of the court. You know right away if Randall's going to touch it, going to be involved in the play or not. Mm. You know right away. I was if, rhetorically asking. They're definitely not title. If Rand, well, the, dude, it's like different skill set, different body, different position. But I think it'll uh, translate. When it's like Harden, Randall, and Hart, like stud in the stud in the regular season has number two or number three all time for fifty plus point games, scores all these points. Then we get to the the playoffs, and it's a seven-game series, and guys are playing a little bit tighter, and those fucking wide-open pull-up jump shots in the corner aren't there, or you're getting guys in your face and they're bouncing off. That's the thing. I don't know if Randall's play style alone translates to playoff success, especially when if he knows the ball's going the other way, he just kind of stands there loafing around, Dude, like not setting a screen. We could just fucking... We could just stop the talk right now about the Knicks, and I could end the whole conversation. It all comes down to playoff basketball. You need to have dogs, yeah. and the Knicks have no dogs, dude. The second I mean, something, Hart. they got the, the second heart is a fucking dog, a dog, dude. And maybe Jalen Brunson is, but the second something went wrong last year in the playoffs, everyone was like looking around like this: Who's gonna stop Trey? Well, and nobody was kill. like, "I'm that guy." No, Randall's walking around getting ejected and shit. Yeah, but, you know, playing out of his playing. Out of control, not out of his mind, out of control. Like catching the ball behind the line, not dribbling, never looking to make a pass, letting the shot go down. Not a dog. And then when the pump fake doesn't bite, just shooting a brick. Not a dog. Trying to fucking slap the guy's just, head that's playing defense and then looking for a call. That's yeah. all he did that whole series. Complete Catch fucking the ball. panic the whole, like, 
They just didn't have a dog. We'll see this year if they do. Let's see if Jalen Brunson or Hart is a guy who's like, like, all right, like it's getting a little tough. The defenses are playing a little harder. The game is more physical. They get away with more calls. It's the playoffs. That's how it goes. So now who's stepping up? And that's literally what it's going to come down to. Because guess what? They're going to end up playing the Hawks or the or the, the Celtics. or they're gonna, It's the same fucking teams every year in the East. It's the same yeah. teams. They're literally going to play the same teams. You know what I mean? And it's going to be the, like, who do they play right now? Do you know? Like, if the, if the season ended right now, they play the four seed. Do you know who the four seed is? Mm. I'll tell you. Cavs. Cavs. Right now, the Cavs got all the Cavs got is dogs, dude. The Cavs would wipe the wipe them, might sweep them, dude. Might sweep them. I mean, Jared Allen is enough dog to the whole Knicks. What about Mobley? Mobley dog. Mitchell dog. Even Dennis Garland. Dennis Garland dog. Yeah, fucking. Even what's his face, Young Bull, who's not on the team anymore, former Cleveland Cavaliers dog. Yeah, Sexton. Sexton. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't think of his name. Sexton. For Christ's sakes, do you know Sexton's gimmick? You know why he got, like, how, like, his whole draft thing happened? No. I mean, obviously, he's a good player, but... There was a brawl when he was in college, and players left the bench and shit like that or whatever. Yeah. And a bunch of players got ejected on the team, and he was one of three players not ejected from his team. Okay. He was on, Divi- like, Division One, like, Alabama, real fucking school. Like, they were playing a real team, yeah. you know what I mean? Televised Division One men's college basketball game. What? They had to play three on five. They played three on five? And they almost won the game because Sexton was like, I'm a dog. Watch yeah. this. Watch me bark, bro. He's pulling up from half court, knocking him dead. He kept them in the game down to the last minute. Really? Five on three. They didn't even have a sub. There was no subs. Three guys the whole rest of the Just game. Dogging. And then they were like, yo, that guy's pretty good. And then he got drafted. But that, that's how, like, I think he was probably going to go to league anyway before that. But, like, but then I didn't think that's a guy, dude. Didn't, didn't they make a rule now to prevent that? Like if you, for whatever reason, max out of you. Yeah, then uh, I think they you, you just lose them next game, right? No, no, no. Well, I mean, if it's an ejection, you might lose the next game. But I mean, if any situation were to come, like double technical or whatever it was, where you have less than five guys available, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if this is if this might be a high school rule, but you can still play with five guys. But every foul, no matter what's two at the line. Oh, I don't know. Oh shit. No, like, you're in the double bonus no matter what. But whatever. Yeah. I, it is what it is. Half game out from six. Then you play the 76ers. They don't really have any dogs. That's pretty cool. So what were you saying about LeBron? Oh, yeah, weird. Uh, well, are we done with the basketball? Because remember how we were like, oh, you, the, these guys back then can't relate to, like, guys today? How about the low Oh, you're talking about – we did talk about this. We did, right? Yeah, we did, yeah, we did. yeah. Him yeah. walking into the store not wanting to be recognized. Yeah, he's like, I wish oh, I yeah, – Oh, yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I wish I had that. Yeah, okay, we did. So that's, yeah. the, that's what I'm saying. That's the perception now that, like, it's like – yeah, no, we know your job's hard and we know you put on a show for us and we entertain you. You know, you entertain us and we thank you for that. We place our money on you sometimes, almost every night, and whatever. But like, bro, just, like just play, like you know, like during during the whole season, like you're getting paid a lot of money to play a game. At the end of the day, it's still a game, yeah. and I spend a lot of money if I choose so to come to one of your games. And I'm thirty, bro. Like we're thirty, we're like in our thirties, you know. Besides, you know, besides Jack, right? If I spend a couple hundred hard earned dollars. To see my favorite player, who is R.J. Barrett, if I'm going to see the Knicks, it yeah. would be R.J. Barrett. And he doesn't play for a load management gate, like rest day. I'm going to be not happy, dude. 
And I feel like I have every right to be not happy. No, but it's not sore ankle out, can't walk in a walking boot. I'm talking load management next to the thing. Yeah, but it's e- – yeah, like the second of a back-to-back, so he's not going to play because he had to play 42 minutes last night, so he's not going to play tonight. But that's like one thing if it's your home. Now, granted, I'd say most people Away. still can only afford one or two home games for their team a year. But if the Lakers are in town – and it's the only time they come to the garden. Or the garden's the a bad example yeah, because everybody everyone wants to, fucking yeah, shows out right. in the garden. 100%. If you're a Bulls fan or yeah. a Bucks fan or a Hornets fan. The Hornets. Right? That's Hornets. A good if you're a Hornets fan and the Lakers are in town or the Warriors are in town and LeBron or Steph isn't playing because they played fucking Orlando the night before and it's a back-to-back on a road trip that came straight from Orlando to Charlotte or whatever. They, you know, whatever no, it's a perfect it example. And you shell out now. I I can't imagine the prices, but I could just tell you from when the Knicks were awful back in the day, you could get into a Hornets or a Bobcats game, even if you want to go back far enough. You could get in in the blue seats in the Garden for fucking six, seven, eight, nine, ten bucks, right? But then two days later, Kobe is coming to town, three hundred bucks to get yeah. in the door, you know. So I imagine it's got to be something similar down in Charlotte, where most, you know. Regular games are fucking pretty affordable. You shell out the extra cash because you want to come see LeBron or Steph Curry play, and they're just like, ah, I'm tired. We don't got to worry about this game. Like, yeah. that's fucked up. That's not right to the fans who effectively fund this whole thing, right? And I feel like, like I have if, to say it again. If they're doing load management days midseason, they're not going to have a, a mid they, – they they're not going to be able to pull a midseason tournament off. Guys don't even want to play the regular season. You think they're going to stop midseason, play a fucking tournament – and then continue the regular season. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. You guys are like that's craziness. I, I don't get it. But whatever. So the other night, Dallas Mavericks are playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Mavericks are up twenty-seven points. LeBron, Anthony Davis and company lead the comeback. Char lead lead the the you know the charge coming back to win the game. In the process of this, LeBron's back cutting, backdoor cutting towards the hoop. Might have been chasing his own rebound, whatever it was. Weird plant on his foot. Goes up in the air. You could see he's completely in the air. Well, lands with all of his weight on his left foot because he didn't want to put his right foot down on the ground. Immediately grabs his foot. You heard, uh, I heard a pop, whatever. Sits there, does the whole LeBron thing. Gets up, plays the rest of the game. When, you know, the, not just out there to be out there playing, being effective, playing basketball. Next day we wake up. Lakers expect LeBron James to miss several weeks with a foot and foot and or ankle injury. They're the 12 or the 13 seed. There's 20 some odd games left. It's over. Yeah. If LeBron is going to miss some a couple of games, here's my thing. I know he wants to play with his son, right? And I'm not questioning LeBron's dedication to They're greatness. a half game out from the play-in right now. Half game out from the play-in. They said three days ago their goal was the sixth seed. And then I saw another report. The Lakers, they were eyeing up the Kings in the first round because they want to play a young, inexperienced team that they think is an easy win. Dude, we got to get there first, <laughs> my guy. And now my thing, I'm not, like I said, not questioning LeBron's dedication, his want to be on the floor, and his want to win and be there for his teammates. If you can get up and play the entire fourth quarter, why are we now out indefinitely? Right. Like Maybe. what was getting the win – Against Dallas, good for. If we're not into the rest in the, of the year. If, if you're going to miss 
two out of the next four or five weeks we have left in the NBA season when you're not – if you're a three seed, all right, well, we might drop to a six seed. We're still in. They, It's going to be over for them, dude. It's going to be over for them. Again, obviously, LaMelo Ball, same night or the next night, breaks his ankle, his year's done in a less important situation. How good has Vanderbilt been for the Lakers? Yeah. We knew that, though. Vanderbilt's so We knew good. that he was going to be great. We knew that. Can you tell everybody? What? Who's the, the pick to bet on for the triple-double? Oh. Yeah, you forgot that. Yeah. Surefire. Surefire bet every given night in the NBA to bet on a prop to record a triple-double, which is a pretty wild stat. <laughs> it's not easy to achieve. Only a handful of them happen every season. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, is minus odds pretty much all year to get cash a triple-double. <laughs> But it's almost always a guaranteed surefire cash. I have a little bit of breaking news real quick, but Go it's for not it. basketball. Go for it. Darren Till has been released from the UFC. Yeah, we, we kind of knew that was coming, though. Just right now. Yeah, I just figured I'd bring it up. No, I like that. Ooh, so, spicy, that's dude. spicy, dude. He'll be at PFL. He's gonna, No, he's going to knock Jake Paul's hat off his shoulders. Or Jake Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul wouldn't take that fight, bro. A couple Dude, of nights that's ago, a cash grab. But go ahead. We'll, yeah, we'll but get into you can't. Later. You gotta win now, Jake. Right. A couple of nights ago, Jokic had an ugly, disgusting game—a down game, from what a lot of people would say. I'm not even. I think they might have edged out the win. A couple, like two or three games ago, 18, 15, 13. It's a down night. Yeah, guy's different. It's a down night. Dude. He's different, and he's not stat patty. I don't, not at like, all. If there's a single star in the NBA that if you tell me he's never aware of his stats throughout the game, it's it's him. Def, like, it's 100% He's him. the guy you go up to. You're like, hey, you had a 2020-20 uh, triple-double tonight that's never been done before. And he's going to be like, oh, well, I just know we were down by four. And this win was really important. You know, <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I had that many no, points. No, 100%. Like, 100%. So, yeah, that's the surefire bet, and I will tell you tonight, not that it's going to be much use to anyone listening by this <laughs> point, but tonight I the Denver Nuggets are playing the Houston Rockets, who suck, who um, Fertitta, did you see what Fertitta said? Not what he said, but go Fertitta said they're praying they get the opportunity to draft Victor Wambanyama. This is the owner of the team. Oh, Fertitta is the father of the Fertitta brothers. Who, bought, who owned UFC. I was going to say, I know that name. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Fertitta is trying to buy the Commanders. Gotcha. They're currently the number two lottery odds right now behind Bezos? San Antonio. Oh, no, 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 Snyder said no, right? Sn- no, no, I'm saying in the NBA lottery. Oh, are we talking about for the draft? In the NBA Antonio. lottery, the Rockets right now are, have the second best odds to get the number one pick, I okay. think, behind San Antonio. Right? Isn't that bad, San Antonio? I think I think it's San Antonio. Really? I think I could be wrong. I know the Rockets are number two. And this man, in an interview during right either at the All Star break or right after the All Star break, said they're praying. <laughs> no, they're number one right now. They're now number one. Okay. Spurs are second. Pistons are third. So at you know, couple, Bro, at the, the time of the statement, forget about it. At the spur at the time of the statement, 100%. they were number two. So when you combine the fact that they're already awful, they've got a bunch of young guys on the team. They give up a million points per night. Tonight, my play is Denver Nuggets to win every quarter plus 700. Damn. Ryan Rosillo said it, and I don't want to drag this out too much. We can keep it moving. Ryan Rosillo said about the Rockets, he said they're kind of fun to watch, 
they got a lot of solid role players. The problem is none of them know their role players yet. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably pretty true. <laughs> as, as, as tough you know. as that sounds. All right, let's... Uh, I, got, I got a little... Okay, go ahead. A little, I don't know what you call this. Beef, I guess. I was scrolling through Instagram today, mm. right? And I uh, see, like, one of these videos on Instagram where it's, like, the two windows, right? And the first window is a, it's a clickbait photo of John Morant talking in the interview at the beginning of the season. It's, like, his face. It's, like, John Morant says, oh, I'm good in the West. I'm I'm running through the the West. Mm -hmm. And then the next video is a hype tape of all of the trades that happened. With Kyrie coming to the West, fucking Durant. Pretty sure the they West. haven't won a game yet since the yep, two yeah, with yeah, the yeah, two yeah, with the two of them on the court. I don't think they've won yet. All these teams, all these teams. Yo, the standings are as follows: the Nuggets are number one, and the Grizzlies are number two. None of those teams in the hype tape that I watch are are the three. Who's the number three seed in the West right now? Can you tell me? Kings. The Kings. The Sacramento fucking Kings. We watch basketball, dude. I know. <laughs> Why am I watching a I'm hype? Gonna bet. I mean, I understand. I'm okay, but a billion dollars. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul, is, Chris Paul has been largely unavailable. Devin Booker was injured earlier in the year. They couldn't fucking come to terms with getting Jay Crowder on the court. Durant now, hasn't all of played. a sudden, they got Kevin Durant. They're targeting tomorrow. They're targeting tomorrow as his debut, from what I heard, March 1st. Mm-hmm. So that's a little ridiculous right there. The Mavericks, I agree. I don't know if the Mavericks got better. I think it's more of about a making Luka happy thing. Yeah, it's it's a long-term booking move because they're showing that they're – even if they don't return retain Kyrie, they're showing they're willing to make the moves to get Luka another guy because first it was Kristaps, now it's Kyrie. And also but, Christian Woods, if he played like he played on the Rockets, I mean, what happened? So, you know what I mean? Like – I want to say one thing before we go. Before what? On basketball? No. Oh, well, I wanted to do and be quick about it because we got time. But did you see the split videos for uh, regarding baseball? So they put up a they put up a video. They put up a video, two videos side by side. One video is Pedro Baez last year, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. You know what I'm talking about? No, but he's, I know, but I know that he's the slowest pitcher in baseball, so. One video is Pedro Baez last year. One video is a spring training game that happened this week. In the spring training game, they pitched the entire inning. In Pedro Baez's clip, it's one pitch. The entire, the, they're the same length. The, the the third or fourth, bat, yeah, the third batter flies out mm-hmm. as Baez's first pitch hits the glove. Now, granted, he steps up to the mound. He's ready to go. Batter steps out of the box. Batter gets back in the box. He throws a pick off to second. Gets yeah, he's back the in, slowest worker. Though. Turns around, throws he another, takes forever throws another pick off to second. He, like, sweats. He prays. Like, it's, like, a whole big fucking thing. He, like, you know. And then he and then he stands in there and holds it for, like, a long period of time. Makes you feel uncomfortable. Then the batter feels uncomfortable, and he goes, time. Fuck you. Stop doing that, you know. Yeah. And he gets back in. Pedro's taking a while, and Pedro's like, nah, I don't like what the batter just did. I'm going to step out again. It's like a fucking, oh my God. throw the fucking ball. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. You take They're taking a very rare example, uh, but I understand. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, that's Pedro. Ultimately, I think it's going to be good for the game. Like I said, when we were hanging out over the weekend, 
It's going to take these guys a while to get used to it. Because right now we're seeing a game was lost on a batter stepping out of the batter's box. Mm-hmm. He, if you step out once you're in, it's a strike. So a gotcha. ga- the, the, okay. the guy stepped out, strike three, you're out, game over. And then wasn't there another game? There's a tie because tied because of it. Yeah, because they, <laughs> he, he got out. He wasn't ready in time. And then there was earlier this week a pitcher got hit with a balk trying to beat the pitch clock. Yeah. Did you see that? Once these guys get it and get their rhythm down, I think it's ultimately going to be great for the game. I think, I mean, obviously you're going to see way more offense, I think. But in terms of cutting it down to a two and a half hour to three hour game where it's usually three and a half to five plus, I think you're going to have do better selling tickets during yeah. the week. I think you're going to do the, better in the ratings. And I think you got a better shot of getting the pitchers who fans. work fast already. Big advantage. The batters who get ready fast already big advantage the ones that have to figure it out or they got like joey Votto. i know probably none of you know who joey Votto. I know joey Votto. all right joey Votto. he's this is the last year he's like 40 he's played 20 years in the league he is always ready always ready all the time guy like him this helps him big you know and i know guys who pitch fast like they throw they want to get right back on the mountain give me the ball i want to get right back on the mountain i'm in rhythm i want to move fast and i want to make the pit the batter feel uncomfortable so if you're not one of those batters that is getting in there and saying, I'm ready to hit immediately, and you don't need to like ah, take a couple of deep breaths and get loose and feel good, you're in trouble against a pitcher who already likes to throw fast and is stopped by the batter and the umpire for going too fast. Now they're going to promote that. So fast pitchers are going to really have a fucking advantage. Make people feel uncomfortable because yeah. they're going to be on top of them the whole time. Just Boom, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. So There's also a situation where a pitcher gave up a strike, which I don't know if it had an impact on the game at all, but he was getting a fresh ball from the umpire, and they didn't stop the pitch clock. Oh, yeah, I'm sure so, that's going to happen. And there's going to be a review. It's going to ultimately slow the game down before it speeds it up, but hopefully they figure that out, like, spring training. You know what I mean? Right. I know that the early sure comps will. were good on it. They were. They, I they, forgot who's – I don't know if it was – slow. It's fast. It's I don't like know if it was Greeny or one of the more baseball-focused guys, but someone on ESPN – that's good. That means- Someone on ESPN New York said that this is the most important and significant change to baseball since integration. I guess we'll find out. I wish they would drop all the rules come playoffs and let them just have long game playoff baseball. Like, don't rush it because that's part of it. But that's totally for something for a different time. But it's definitely, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. I like, the it. whole. It's more of an event. The, the drama, like, the build, every pitch matters. Like, that's what playoff baseball yeah. is. You know what I mean? All the things that make it slow and boring in the regular season make it fucking dope. I just can't imagine an 18-year-old right now being like, yeah, you got to watch the game. You see how fast the pitchers have? Right, yeah. Like, they only have 15 seconds. Amazing. Watch them. I don't think that's dragging in fucking fans. That, to 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 the TV screen, probably not. But when it's a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night game or even like a matinee game, it's 1 o'clock game on a Thursday – Fuck the matinee game. If it's a 7.30 first pitch in, in City Field, I almost said Chase Stadium. 7.30 first pitch in City yeah. Field on a Wednesday, and you know that you can be home by with 10, your kid yeah. in bed by 10, you're going to be more willing Yeah, kid to, in bed. I'm not that guy. I go to every game, and right, I'm not, you know what I mean? Right, I don't care. These right. are, we're not about, it's not about you. Yeah, no, I know. It's about generating it's more never fans. About me. This is the conversation Take we had. my fucking money. Do you know what the, average, you know what the average age of an NFL fan is? Oh, I would have to assume probably like 35, 36. It's like 33 or yeah. something like that. Do you know what the average age of a 
baseball fan is. 50-60? 57. I was going to say 56, dude. Damn. Yeah, dude. I mean, you watch baseball all the time. If you even see the commercials they run on baseball, you know what the markets they're trying to to pitch to are. But the problem is if your demographic dies out and you don't replace new fans, we're going to be talking about the big three. Fucking baseball is going to get replaced by pickleball pretty soon, and that'll be a sad day. That will be, you had that will be you had one more thing to say, was it about Jake? Yeah, go. That's because that's the last thing I wanted to All touch right. on. So Jake Paul, you watched the fight. Tommy Fury, not. fight fight fought this weekend. Um, I was wrong. I, loved, I told I, you I, I you were Jake. like Jake's gonna dust him. I'm like, oh, Tommy's a bit of a boxer, man. Right? Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, without question, it sounds like to me. By the way, it all went down. I mean, Jake Paul didn't make ex- – he made excuses, but then he took back the excuses right after the fight. He said, I hurt my arm. I got sick twice. I this, I that in camp, you know. And he's like, but no excuse. I got beat. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tommy Fury says, for two and a half years, I was hounded outside my house. I couldn't leave my house because every time I left my house, someone would say to me, why are you afraid of Jake Paul? Jake Paul's going to beat you up. Because I backed out of the fight twice. Once for a visa issue, once for an injury, whatever. And everybody thought I was afraid of him. He's like, this fight literally meant everything to me. Because I had to prove to everybody that I wasn't afraid of him. And that, like, it was a legitimate reason why I backed out or whatever. He said, I've been haunted for two and a half years. I had a, my first child born three weeks ago. I came home, watched her born, and left 20 minutes after she was born back to training. And... She's three weeks old now, and I missed the whole first three weeks of her life training for this fight to make her proud. He's like, and I did it. He's like, so now I'm going to go spend time with my family. And he's like, they give him a belt. He's like, it's not a world title belt. He goes, but you have no idea. He's like, I'm a world champion. And then Showtime turned around, and WBC, which is like the world boxing. Yeah, world boxing. They ranked him in the top 10 for cruiserweights. Really? Yep, he's officially in the top rankings for cruiserweights. Because it was a big win, which is weird because they promised Jake Paul if he won, he'd get a cruiserweight rank. And cruiserweight is not what you think it is. It's That's like a pretty large. Boxing cruiserweights, 185, I think. Yeah, 185, I think, or 180. I'm just like, all right. Yeah, but whatever. So as far as the fight goes. Yeah, I assume Jake Paul didn't weigh 100 pounds. No, yeah. (laughs) As far as the fight goes, um, Tommy looked like he basically had it from – Jump Street. Really? It was like faster that. and not afraid, not pulling away. He was moving, but he was moving away from Jake's overhand rights. Okay. Like he was backing up and but every time Jake would throw, it was like a crisp, just one little counter punch. Boom. You know? Just catching him. And then he did eventually, you know, get him a few times with some nice combos where I was like, Oh, Jake, Jake didn't go down there. That's a that's a pretty good chin. You know, like it's like fuck, that was a pretty good shot. But and then the last round, uh Fury dropped, got got dropped. It was like a straight, right? Yeah, it got him. I mean, he said he slipped. He didn't slip. But he got up right immediately, and he was good, complaining that he slipped. I had to watch the replay again because I was like, wait, when did he get him? He yeah, like, he got him. When yeah, I, when I like heard a, he knocked him down, I assumed it was one of those big No, it was, like a, it, was like a it was like a moving snap. away snap, yeah. but whatever. So, moving forward, I do not think Tommy Fury is a champion of any caliber in boxing. That's what I'm going to say. Like, you won the fight by split decision, even though I don't know. It wasn't uh, like decision. I said, I didn't watch yeah, the, I didn't watch the fight. Whoever gave, whoever gave Jake, is, that's fucking crazy. He but, still didn't emphatically put a nail in a coffin. No, but he didn't need to. He's and really not that good of a boxer. He's really not that good of a boxer. They're going to fight boxer. again. They'll fight again, right? He's, yeah, well, Probably. automatic rematch clause for Jake. It wasn't an automatic rematch clause for Tommy. 
Point being, though, here's what I'll say. Jake lost, right? He's still a tremendous draw because win or lose, the guy sells. Win or lose, people want to either see him win or see him get beat up. And when you do that, you make monies. And that's what it is, dude. And and he's 100% full-blown committed to this because I'm telling you, he would do just as good as, if not better than Logan in sports entertainment. Probably. But he, like... Probably. Well, Logan's definitely better on the mic, like, more well-spoken. Yeah, but I... You know what I mean? Yeah. Jake might... You know... Could they become th- tag team champs, champs in WWE like, see, and have a legitimate run? Absolutely. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. But Jake, you know, he'll get back on the horse. Again, here we I go. I think he's full-blown committed to this boxing thing. I don't think he'll ever be champion. No, no. But what the – I mean, he started training three years ago. He's 26. Who starts training at 23 and becomes a world champion? These no, but no. But what I'm saying now is – See, what I'm stage. saying now is if it's a money grab, that's fine. Chase the money. I don't blame you. Fight Nate Diaz. Fight Darren Till. No, nah, the Nate Diaz fight I think went out of the question on Sunday. Yeah, I don't well, think Well, I'm just saying I don't think that's fight those guys, not a big deal. If I were him, which I'm not, I would get in the MMA octagon. He has a background in wrestling. And that's what he said he wanted to you, do. Next. You put him in against anybody, any no name guy, low level guy, who is an MMA artist. MMA artist could be one in fifteen. Doesn't matter. He, they, this guy, born and bred to be an MMA artist, and you put him in there, it's going to sell out of control. Yeah. Because now so it's too. like, oh, he can get kicked. Oh, he can get that. Yeah. And have him double leg take down somebody, and double leg take down, and beat the fucking ever living shit out of him, and. People are going to be like, oh, f- oh my God, what are we watching here? <laughs> and not to mention, he has one of the best boxing coaches that you can build. He has, he literally has an all-star lineup of people teaching him really how to box. Mm-hmm. It's like he's like not, he's not like like these celebrity boxing matches you see where like right. these guys are like self-trained no, or like they're getting somebody for four weeks. This man is constantly all year round working with the best coaches in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's that's got to account he's, for something, dude. He's committed to this and shit, dude. And you got to remember, young, fast, strong accounts for something by all means necessary. Like that, you know what I mean? Like if you just strip him down of everything and he's still young, he's still fast and he's still strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I, I'll watch the next time he fights. I'll keep watching yeah, Jake Paul until somebody absolutely decoys him. He's another, he's like, He's like Connor. That like, it's weird. Like, he's exactly like Connor. Same aura, same same blueprint. Follow it, and it, it, I guess it works. I mean, you know, obviously Connor is a mixed martial artist, but right. I don't want to. You know, I'd love to see KSI fight him. I just don't know. KSI if that's just right. turned down Tyron Woodley and said that he's trash and hasn't won since 2018. And my thing is, who the fuck you talking to, dude? <laughs> like, who are, ta- prime, who are you? Who are you talking to? Yeah. He just said it like two hours ago. He said Tyron Woodley, he would not fight Tyron Woodley because he's trash. I'm going to fight another Twitch streamer. Because he's trash. Right. Like, what are we... The fall from grace for this guy. But anyway. My my last closing point here is uh, my, my parlay for tonight was the uh, Fred Van Fleet over six and a half assists. We're at five and a half. Uh, we got Pascal Siakam points, 10 and a half. Wines, 24 and a half. Um... Nicholas Claxton stocks. The line's two and a half. How many does he have at half? What stocks? What'd you stocks. say? Stocks. Blocks and steals. steals and blocks. 
I hate he didn't do it. That's his thing. That's him. He's got. T- it's he's not got me. It's a recorded stat. He's got two. He's got three. No. He's got over three. No. Five. Unbelievable. You lose a lot, dude. That's how you do it. I haven't bet. And uh, the under on the DeMar DeRozan free throws. But That's tough. But uh, huh. Free throws okay. made or free throws made? What was it? Seven? Five. And I bet the under. And how many does he have? Two. All right. That's Brian. Scary my, my other parlay was the uh, Siakam points, Kuzma points, oh my God, Claxton it's nine stocks, and uh, a little something else. Cool in there, but something cool like a cigarette. Trying <laughs> uh, cool. Letter, Taco Tuesday uh, points, which is was twenty five and a half. Now it's twenty one and a half. Closing remarks. I'm all good. I'm good. The closing remarks. This is what I have to say, and I'm going to lead with I'm not proud of it. But last week, your boy put a parlay together. That was the over in the NBA All Star Game. The over and the Seattle Sea Dragons minus two and a half in the XFL. The over in that game okay. and the Sea Dragons minus two and a half. So I parlayed the All Star game with an XFL football game. And, to, you know, that's wild. First and goal, game on the line, covering on the line, starting quarterback of the Seattle Sea Dragons, Ben DiNucci, fumbles the ball. Ben DiNucci. Yeah, dude. Man, DiNucci. That's a that's a low point, Jim. But we're gonna just forget. There's a low point in my gambling <laughs> career, but until Thursday, we're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Stay Thirsty Company, Sachi D. De Niro, Dino Skate Park, Justin Chop Shop, West Hampton Beach. Peace out. Stay blessed and stay thirsty. <laughs>